Hello everybody, how's it going and welcome back to the Horsey and Fox podcast. We're here with episode 11, I'm James and I'm joined like usual by <laughs> George. It's the bootleg, bootleg version of as always. Oh man, every time. It's years and years of fucking muscle memory. That's I've got to fight is. against it. That's how it but is. We are back today, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Just got back from work, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Oh yep. god, yep. I want to play some Final Fantasy 16, that's what I want to do. <clears throat> yeah, well that's, you know... That's the that's the main article of discussion for today, Final Fantasy sixteen, because it's what we've both been playing. Normally we do this little intro bit and we talk about what we've been sort of getting up to, what we've been playing, but we've been playing sixteen and that's sort of the the, the main article here. So yeah. I mean we can kinda of just get straight in, I suppose. Yeah, let's, let's just see jump why not. in, dive dive the fuck in and talk about Final Fantasy sixteen to just fucking start this podcast off. So what I'm um so for you obviously this is no spoilers for anybody that hasn't finished the game i've not oh, finished yeah, the game yeah. i don't think you've finished the game either because no, you want to play it close, so but uh yeah no i haven't finished it yet yeah so for you overall in general what are your what are your thoughts we can get into some more sort of specifics in you know gameplay story whatever but, yeah, yeah. um generally where are you at with it i mean i can't really have like in terms of like comparing it to older Final Fantasy games, I mean the only Final Fantasy games I've played is a Realm Reborn from fourteen and like a bit of what's the DLC after Realm Reborn? Heaven's Ward. Uh, Heaven's Ward, yeah. Like a tiny bit. Well, actually, no, not even Heaven's Ward. I've played like the the patch quests leading up right. to it. Yeah, so you've not even finished no. the, the <clears throat> two point whatever. I don't no. know what the fuck it's called. So I played yeah. yeah fourteen seven remake, fifteen and now sixteen. Yeah, and, and a little um, bit of 7OG. Oh, yeah, tiny, t- little, tiny bit. little bit of 7OG, yeah. So yeah, my sure. knowledge of Final Fantasy is not too great, but Final Fantasy 16 does feel like a um, a new renaissance for the franchise. Uh, 15 is pretty ass. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I kind of like... There's plenty of parts of 15 that I liked, and, you know, it was fun at points. But like yeah. sixteen makes fifteen look like look even worse than it already is. Like it's just it's so good. I love the setting and how it's all inspired by, you know, high medieval the the what's it mm. called that was called the high medieval period? It's like oh, I have no idea, before but it's definitely the late medieval, medieval period. in some way. <clears throat> yeah, it's super cool how like the different um nations are inspired by like, you know, England and France and, and you know, whatnot, like the different places that were pow- European powers in medieval Europe. Super mm-hmm. cool. I like the Game yeah. of Thrones inspiration. You can definitely see it in there. I think I mentioned this last time, actually, but you can definitely see it in there uh, upon playing the full game. Uh, characters are brilliant. I'm a big fan. I like Clive. Mm-hmm. Clive's a cool yeah. guy. He's a nice guy. Um, his name's pretty funny still, but... <laughs> Classic Clive. It's just Clive. It's just a funny name for a sometimes, main character. Sometimes I'll find myself like remembering that his name's Clive because people will say it and I'll be like, oh yeah, I forgot his name is fucking, it's Clive. fucking Clive. And like in the context of the game, I'm like, oh, it's Clive. Clive's cool. Yeah. But then I think about it a bit and I'm like, that's really Clive. still funny. It is a funny name. Like if you met someone called Clive in real life, you'd be like, oh, it's fucking Clive. Like what, yeah, what a name, kind of name is that? It definitely would look like the Clive in the game. Mm, that's mm. for sure. Sure. No, no, no. I wouldn't like a Giga Chad. Um, I like no. the time jumps. Not to get into like spoiler territory, but I mean, I like how it's like segmented. Like you've got him, his adolescent years, and then, oh wait, oh 
No, that's fine. Sorry. OBS just me- went <laughs> mental there. And oh, God. It looked like my microphone stopped recording, but it didn't. Um, okay. <clears throat> yeah, how you start off and he's like an adolescent and then you skip to when he's um, like, how old is it? Like 28. And then there's another yeah. like time skip where he's in his 30s, which is really cool. Great game. I'm loving it. Combat's fucking sick as well, obviously. I love the combat for 16. Um, mm-hmm. Can't really think of anything else. You know, side quests are pretty cool too. A lot of people have been shitting on the side quests of 16, but I actually quite like them. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I agree. I think that definitely the game has a lot going for it. And I think that it's not perfect. And I have, obviously, there's some elements of it where I'm like, I think my, my biggest criticism of it is not necessarily of the game itself, but of what it might mean for Final Fantasy moving forward. Because. The game does everything that it's trying to do really well, and I really appreciate that, and I think it works for the game. But I'm, I'm, I'm also there's a part of me that's like I'm worried that seventeen will just be this game again, yeah. Rather than like I'm, I, I like after you know how many hours I put in, like twenty six hours, something like that is, you know the I like I am missing elements like you know managing a party, and yeah, for gear, sure, gear that like actually matters because like. At first, I was like, oh, it's cool, you can craft all your stuff, but then I realized that, really, you just get, like, a new little thing to craft, like, every couple of quests, and then... So, yeah, I think mainly I'm just sort of, uh... It's not... The game isn't really an RPG. It's it's way more of an action-adventure game, and it's a really yeah. good action-adventure <clears throat> game. Um With, you know, a great basis of combat, and I think, you know, what makes it is that, you know, that I'm really interested in the story, the combat works so well you know on a base level when you're when you're engaging with bosses it really shines it's great fun yeah yeah um and the, the you know the main focus of combat is less about you know will i survive this conflict it's more about how efficiently can i deal with it which yeah. is you know what what makes it so engaging mm-hmm. um i think yeah i think for me i'm just i'm just concerned that this is going to be like the bog standard final fantasy now and you're gonna we're gonna forever lose you know being able to manage a party and stuff like that but then you look at seven remake and it's like well seven remake has all of that like you switch characters you kick them out with different stuff you know your levels matter and like you know as well as you know the ability to you know stop in the middle of combat and choose what you want to do and strategize so you know maybe it's not maybe maybe it's not gone maybe it is just you know this one entry and we'll see you know where things go in the future yeah um but i think as well i think one of the biggest things with it too um is you can almost tell that it's um it's it's an mmo studios like first uh single player game Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of parts of it where i'm like that feels so 14 yeah no it does you know the DNA of 14 is, is in yeah. there, for sure. You can see it. And I've only yeah. played around Reborn, and I can see the 14 that's in there, uh, which yeah. I like, to be honest. I always, no, I like, I like well, a lot of it. Because yeah. I played 14 solo, it almost feels just like a sequel to 14, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, like... it, it definitely feels like... <laughs> a lot of it feels like an expansion for Final Fantasy 14 but that is not connected to the world of 14. Yeah, it's, it's not you like know, it ever was. It's own thing. Yeah. There's a lot of those, there's a lot of parts of that that I think are strong, like are some strengths of the game. Like you said, side quests, like a lot of people have been criticizing them, and I understand why you would, mm. but there's an element to it that I just think works. Like, you know, when you first get to like Northreach, for example, 
and you know you go around and you do some side quests i just i just really enjoyed that i just it helps it was flesh just out fun. the area like when you get to a new yeah. area and it's like oh i've never been to this part of the world before and there's side quests get to learn about like you yeah. know the people that live here and stuff it's just fun yeah exactly and i think i think <clears throat> you know pe- a lot of people have said well you could do that without making them boring and i think like I mean, I, I don't think they're boring because they're usually super quick too. Like they're like a you know two minute quest and then yeah, you're done pretty, with it. Yeah, they're pretty quick. Yeah, it's it's not boring, although they are menial tasks. But yeah, I yeah. feel like the point is that you have these grand moments and huge political you know moments and stuff, and you get to see like the inside of the, the people at the very top. But then also when you enter a new village, you get to learn about the people at the very bottom and you yeah. know, just regular everyday people. And I think that's really good. It's really nicely cool. done so I, I really like that aspect of it but then there's other aspects of 14 where i'm like i don't know if i you know i feel like there could be work done like on dungeon design you mean for 16? example no i mean like the, what they've taken from 14 so oh, like, oh, okay okay okay. My so bad. like the the dungeon design in 16 feels like an mmo dungeon design yeah. where you know in old in older final fantasies like you go around a dungeon and there's a bunch of branching paths and you go in all of them and you pick up chests and the chests usually have like rare items in them that you don't want to miss whereas in 16 there's rarely branching paths in dungeons and when you do find a chest it's just like your most basic crafting material yeah it's like probably had a million of already or something like that yeah 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 and it's like i would love more meaning to those elements yeah because it feels like the game is lightning focused on story and you know the base real-time combat and these huge grand moments all of which it nails and does a great job with i Mm -hmm. think Yeah, yeah but then it loses a lot of these other elements where I'm like, God, I wish, I wish there was this. It'd be so cool if I could, like, you know, you, you know, you go out with like Sid and Jill or whatever, and it's like, God, I wish I could, you know, equip them with a different weapon or equip them with a different item, and it makes like, them tell stronger them to in use combat. A specific and, like ability. Yeah. Like, there's been so many yeah. times where I've been in combat with Jill, and she's using all these cool like spells and shit, and I'm like, Why can't I tell her to do that cool spell? Like, I would love yeah. to do that obviously yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you can control toggle very limitedly you can heal which mm-hmm. is useless and then you can do sick and ravage which are shits to be honest like ravage i use the most if i'm like damaging a boss with something else and i can't do yeah. anything else i just go toggle just ravage him but, like sick is yeah. pointless why would i use that over ravage and heal is also pretty shit too it's like <clears throat> it's like an attempt at making a playable character in Torgal, but it's like his abilities are so useless that half the time he just sort of sits there doing his own idle thing. Yeah. Um, I would, yeah, definitely would have loved more party aspects because I used to hate the party aspect. Like when I first played Final Fantasy VII Remake, I was like, oh, I have to play as fucking Aerith and fucking Tifa. I don't want to play as Cool Cloud. And it's like, no. The fun part is like balancing all these abilities and like getting everyone's ATB gorges up and then using abilities and you know it's just great. It's so good. Yeah, it's such, a it's good such time. fun and also the party building <clears throat> aspect of it of like you know you get like everyone's better weapons and you get proficiencies yeah. in Seven Remake and like yeah. you know you make sure they're wearing the best like armor and stuff that brings out their skills and abilities more and like yeah, there's like just that element and of stuff. like you know. Yeah, Bro, where's the materia? Seven. Yeah. I was expecting it's... there to be at least materia in sixteen, uh, but there wasn't. I think, I think what sixteen misses is it. It trades strategy for style, yeah. and it's not fundamentally bad. I just miss that element of strategy. Like I think there was a point where 
like it was in one of the early dungeons and you you encounter bombs for the first time which is a classic final fantasy enemy yeah yeah. and i was you know shooting fire at them and it was damaging them and i was like that's so weird because it should be healing them that's what i was thinking and so i was using the phoenix's abilities against them and i was like this is weird like i was it was almost like there was this weird placebo effect that i thought that my phoenix abilities were doing less damage and in fact they weren't it was just because it looked weird that i was shooting fire at fire (laughs) yeah and it it really just you know it's like oh the 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 elemental aspect of each icon ability is irrelevant and doesn't actually mean anything at all it's like you know there's no reason to do, you know, a fire ability over a earth ability, you know, or a yeah. wind ability. Like, there's no reason to that other than how it looks and how it feels and, you know, whether it's the right ability you use at that time to get the most efficient, like, stagger meter up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is a shame, but it also is, like, you know, at the same time, you got to look at this as this is Creative Business Unit 3's very first single-player game. They definitely can take this somewhere new, and this, you know isn't bad by any means no Um, no but i also think there's a lot of people that have been defensive over criticism being like no 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 no, no, you don't need to criticize that it's like i feel like it's relevant to still criticize it yeah yeah. and be like because because it would be nice in final fantasy 17 to see those elements make a comeback because it would be like you mm-hmm. know, you've got this great base gameplay system, but on top of that, you layer on the strategic elements oh, and you layer on the party stuff, and there could be, be so amazing. much more to it. Because yeah. there was there was like a moment, and it made me realize that I just sort of stopped exploring some of the worlds. Like I was out in this big field, and I saw a watchtower in the distance. I was like, I'm going to go over there and see what's there. Yeah. Turned out it was just some basic enemies and a little chest sitting outside it that yeah. had like basic crafting stuff. And I was like, oh why did i do that yeah, especially like no when quest you know, giver there there's no you can't even go inside it it's just yeah yeah especially when we just building. had elden ring and tears of the kingdom both of which yeah. you know are you know really good games for exploring an open space and i think that's yeah, somewhere yeah. that 16 just falls a little bit flat um, yeah it's like you've got these open areas um that you can explore like i mean like martha's rest and the, the areas around there and in, in in the imperial yeah. province of rosaria and like it's I, t- I find myself just going straight from the village directly where to the quest marker telling me to go like yeah. you can go to these different places and these like nooks and crannies of the world and there's like nothing there it's like you, you maybe if you uh do like the the bounty posts like the uh the the hunting board thing in yeah. the hideout like you can you can go to those extra places and it may lead you there and stuff but it's like there's, there would be nothing there if it weren't for the the bounty target that i was trying to take out yeah um, there's nothing just like organically there to discover and find and i think no. that's something that 16 really lacks <clears throat> in like all parts of the game if there's yeah. not a like a you know a marker then there's nothing there unless it's a hunt and yeah. that's pretty much it which is uh you know it is a bit of a shame um it is and it, it, it it's there's a lot of moments where i'm like oh what if they did this it mm. would you know improve the game yeah. um but i think you look at like you know when you are fighting a boss or a large group of enemies or when you are doing one of those you know insane icon battles or yeah, you know yeah. a major story moment like you're in there and you're thinking god this is so fucking good yeah, yeah. and it's like with, without those without those like without the incredible presentation without the spectacle of these incredibly like well-made icon battles that aren't just really good to look at they're also like mechanically fun to play too in a lot of cases Mm -hmm. and you know the bosses and all of these elements of it you know if that wasn't there you'd be left with like a pretty mid game yeah 
but because you have those elements it really lifts it up and pushes it up but then you look at like something like if you look at final fantasy 6 for example obviously doesn't have the presentation of 16 no. yet it still holds up because it has the like the, the the mechanical substance and the yeah. you know the the rpg mechanics yeah. which is just something i would love to see in 17 i just would hope that you know moving forward this is a great base now let's see where they can take it it's almost like 16 is almost like an assassin's creed origins where it's like <laughs> for fuck's sake if, we're gonna get a we... comment now going or oh, 18 minutes into the podcast and assassin's creed <laughs> mentioned with a fucking timestamp on it <laughs> look all i'm saying is what we get next is either gonna be like the copy of an improvement the reset yeah or it's gonna be an odyssey yeah. like you this know is gonna try and copy 16 in a disgustingly uninspired way yeah, and, and it's I want to see. I want to see depth added. I want to see like just way more substance to yeah. so many of the stuff. Just put the RPG back in, and then you've got like just a spectacular game. Like a that's great really RPG. my. Yeah, it's that's my biggest issue with sixteen. Is just that it just lacks that RPG depth that made Final Fantasy so strong, yeah. which is obviously going to be more prevalent for me than you because obviously I've played so many Final Fantasies. Yeah, so yeah. there's that there's that element there of like oh this thing isn't there that i've become so used to i think i do understand what makes the old final fantasy games so good like thinking about them and having you explain them to me and stuff and you know the actual deep rpg mechanics that they employ um like i would like to see that come back so i can experience that in a new game i probably will i I fully intend now to go back and play the pixel the hd pixel remasters and whatnot of the old final fantasy games i think i would love them um just because that sort of shit appeals to me like i don't know just sort of walking about with your little party you're all upgrading you're getting new gear and stuff you're getting quests you get to explore this world talking to npcs and stuff like it is cool and final fantasy's worlds are always really unique so i can't wait to go and explore those uh but yeah yeah, like you say like i think i think seven uh, 17 should be like a marrying of seven remake 16 and then some of the stuff from the older games as well that maybe seven remake didn't include um Yeah, it just needs to be like an amalgamation sense. of of everything that Final Fantasy has been so far. Because um, mm-hmm. yeah, as yeah. you say, like sixteen, it's got such a good like base, like con- like framework for a game. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. is a fantastic action game, but it needs it needs that RPG stuff. Because like, why am I upgrading this sword? Like, why am I upgrading? What's yeah, pointless? There's no, like, there's no what point. What am, why am I making Drake skin braces and Drake skin belt? Like, why does this matter? Yeah, it's purple, yeah. but why is it good for me? Because yeah. it doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, and none of the stats seem to really matter. Like, you no. know, it's just and and you look at you know a good a good <clears throat> JRPG action game like Kingdom Hearts two, and it's like mm. that game balances the Final Fantasy and the action very well. Oh yeah, you know, with really like well. you know the accessories and your abilities and your you know your armor and your the different like rings you can put on and stuff yeah um and the key blades and like all of that matters and like the the base combat is so strong that you can play through the whole of kh2 without ever upgrading anything because people have done it you know you play level one kingdom yeah, yeah. key but if you do upgrade you know there is part of that that it's worth doing whereas in 16 yeah in 16 it's like eh, it doesn't just doesn't yeah. matter that much it's like take it or leave it like i'm not 
like when I first started the game, I was like, okay, so these are just like the first initial upgrades. Like I'm sure after yeah. a while they'll start, be, like I'll, there'll be a noticeable change in gameplay when I use them. And there is a few that do change the, change the way you you play the game in combat, like the Berserker's Ring, for example. Yeah. It's fucking great in 16. Like it changes the way you react with dodges. Um, mm. But that's the only thing I can think of. The only piece of like accessory or item that I can think of that changed the way I, I approached combat encounters. Um, the rest of yeah. it is pretty much take it or leave it. Like, I don't know, 40% more health from healing items or like, I don't know, 10 more attack if you put this medallion on. It's just pointless. Yeah, um, and I think as well, like the accessories are definitely better in 16 than like the belts and braces and swords. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, you've yeah. got like, you know, the accessories, at least they have a stat and an yeah. attribute and like a special ability that's like, you know, either it helps out one of your icon abilities or it'll give you more like health or defense or, you know, deal more damage after a dodge or something like that. It's like, yeah. okay, there's, there's something there at least. But, you know, you look at the belts and the braces and it's like, I could never have crafted any and I think I'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't matter. And it's a shame because it used to be, you know, so good, like in Final Fantasy, you know, I'm thinking about, I think a game that I would liken this one to a lot is Final Fantasy 4 in the sense that it's very linear mm-hmm. um, and railroaded. But what 4 did and what I think like so good about it is certain like magic abilities and party members were tied to like story progression. And so, like, there's one character that just can't cast fire until a certain point in the story. And then once they learn fire, you encounter enemies that are weak to fire so you can use it more. And it just sort of, it it allows for that, like, strategy element to come into play. Because then it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, so now I've got fire, I use fire. And then later in the game, you you experience that so you remember it. And then you use it again against enemies that, you know, that that pop up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, another part of that was always, like, you know, you go around the overworld and you reach a new town and you go and you see what the blacksmith has and you see what you know the armorer has and you you know you go to the different shops and get get your upgrades and stuff and it's always like oh i wonder what this next town is going to have in terms of gear for my party so i can yeah. you know get them all upgraded a bit more so they can do that a little bit more damage so that i can level up more and you know take out these you know enemies that are going to be in the next dungeon and like that's a huge part of final fantasy that i just really miss in not 16. in 16 like you go to a new town yeah. and it's like there is no blacksmith or there is no materia seller there's just a vendor that sells the same stuff you can get from the hideaway yeah um, exactly and that, it's, it's like, also I... pointless like buying because like if you like you craft stuff and then you've got the upgrade but i've never seen someone selling a weapon that i've bought because it's always weaker yeah no so it's it like is. what's the what's the point there's no point in yeah what is the point in buying the weapons in 16 like what is the point is it if you yeah. don't want to go to the blacksmith and press the craft button on the on the sword that's better yeah i don't know, I, I don't know. <laughs> but even really then it's marginally know. better it's like 15 attack better than the one you can get in the shop so it's not even worth it it's not even worth it <laughs> yeah yeah and because you, you're getting <clears> most <throat> of your additional damage and stuff just by leveling up less than you are you know yeah exactly equipment and it's yeah it's just i think the thing with this game is as a as a final fantasy jrpg it's quite shallow mm-hmm. but as an action adventure you know hack and slash you know what the game is actually trying to be it's very good at trying to be that and i, I am loving game. it and i'm yeah, having yeah. a good time and like you know the lore and the world building is just so oh, God, immersive insane. and like when you get to a new town and you just like wander around it just it just feels great Listen like to the, the npcs talking good yeah and it's just like there's so many little things you can do and you you know you do you pick up these side quests and you learn more about the place that you're in and you know there's all that nice. stuff and then the polar opposite of you know a giant icon battle that's just like 
you know, there's, I, I mean, I don't want to like spoil, you know, stuff, but you know, I just did one last night, which mm-hmm. was just insane. It felt like it went on forever. I think it may be like, the one that I did like, yesterday as well. I yeah, think it I, may be. It's the, it's the. I think it's the second one you even do in the whole game because you you do other like icon fights, mm-hmm. but they're not against other icons. No. So it's like the second icon that I've actually fought. Yeah, since the you know the the first one that you do. Oh wait, where where was it? This this will be a good way of me knowing which one it was. Where in the world was it? It was in the the desert. Ah, Dalmechian Republic. Yes. Okay, so you're yeah, you're yeah. way behind me. Okay, I, 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 it's not the one I thought you were talking about. Right. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, oh. I've. Yeah, it was it was so good though. It was it's like insane, I was just blown away. I was like, "What is going on?" Like I dude, couldn't believe that it was like still going. The, and the soundtrack music that plays. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, there's a certain point where it goes from orchestral to like industrial, like sort of like this beat. Yeah, and it is yeah. just sick. If I oh, just, it was so cool. I loved it. I love that yeah, fight so yeah. much. It's oh, like that again. Is like that's like the fourteen DNA in it, where it'll yeah. go from like you know fourteen. Like um, I'm trying to think. I think it's during the binding coils. Like the normal music will be like a normal orchestral music, and then you've got like just this this like rock track that comes yeah. on. You have got these guitars and shit, <laughs> and you're like, what is happening? But it's fucking awesome. It's amazing. I think it's uh, the dude that composed the soundtrack of fourteen did six as well i think his name's Socken, yeah, yeah, something Socken. Yeah. yeah and he obviously is quite experimental with his music so it was fucking cool to see that sort of yeah in 16 too uh, again you can Definitely. see the fingerprints of 14 all over this game which i yeah. think is really cool because i love 14 even though i've not played it all that much um yeah for sure going to combat sure. real quick as well um mm-hmm. one thing i think the game could do with more was more combos like as if it's gonna be like a sort of you know hack and slash sort of action adventure game about fighting the fact that we can only do lunge, ground slam, and then like a charging up with your sword is kind mm. of like I was expecting more combo, like button combinations. Like people always right, go like, yeah. "Oh, sixteen is like Devil May Cry." It's like no, it's not because Devil May Cry is based on button combinations and, and memorizing those and learning new skills, and it's incredibly complex in that way. Whereas sixteen is just you have one combo that you can do, which is four attacks, then you have the other abilities that you can do obviously you got the icon abilities and stuff but in terms mm-hmm. of the base combat it is very very simplistic and i would have liked to see like i don't know like you can launch out of you can like do a phoenix strike mid combo and it does this other move or like i don't know you can string a combo in midair and you, in a certain way it does this other move or yeah. you can because you know how um uh you know uh what's it called that garuda ability where you can uh launch people in the air yeah uh, I wish you could do that just with your sword by like doing like a certain combo and then you can like launch someone in the air. Kind of like doesn't Sora have an ability to do that in Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you, you can, can like like square or something and or throw. Yeah, them in the yeah. Air or something. I just wish you could do shit like that. It's like it make juggling people so much easier. Which I think it is almost encouraged in the combat to sort of try and get aerial combos in, but you don't really get many opportunities to do it. Um, so the aerial combat mm. is massively lacking. The combos are lacking. Um, it's still incredibly fun. I'm having a great time with it, but I just wish there was more like manual combos I could do with bit different button combinations. I think that would have been really cool. Yeah, uh, to include. no, I I definitely agree. I think the thing that this game reminds me of the most, <clears throat> and I think some other people have likened it to, is Tales of Arise. It's very similar it. in that, mm-hmm. but the difference in Tales of Arise is you can take control of your other party members that you have. Ah, see. 
and use their special abilities and like there's they have abilities like you can press on like the d-pad to activate like a special ability that deals more damage and that is sort of equivalent to like an icon ability yeah but it's like every party member has that and has mm-hmm. their own sort of style of fight and what they can do like for example you know the main character is like your basic swordsman but mm-hmm. then you've got you, you know someone that you pick up later down the road is like a mage and then another party member you get is someone with a huge shield mm-hmm. and she's very good at like guarding yeah. to be able to like you know use enemies attacks against them and stuff like that yeah um which is like you know there's that element of strategy to it but at the same time tales of arise is way less about will i survive this fight and it's more about how efficiently can i take the enemies down like how quickly can i do it yeah about like dealing as most damage in a small amount of time as possible mm-hmm. um which is something i do think is quite similar mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. tales of arise has just a little like a bit more depth to it than than 16 has it's got with that party 16... system yeah because yeah, you have access to yeah. other styles of play other than just like you know slashing your sword around you've got yeah, yeah, yeah. the mage and the, the shield woman yeah um, and i think as well like you look at the thing is clive is like every class at once which is yeah, i think yeah. what almost takes away from the depth is that you know with clive it's like as you pick up the icon abilities you know you 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 end up you're almost assimilating different play styles in that like you know oh now i have you know this you know the titan one and now i can guard and i can use that to like do a perfect block so that i can retaliate and it's like you know that's different from dodging and then like garuda is more about you know getting the stagger gauge up and being able to like throw people in the air with that you know the wind attack or whatever and it's so it's kind of like where Tales of Arise spreads out special specialities across party members. Sixteen just says Clive has all of them. Yeah, Clive is pretty OP. <laughs> yeah, and it's you know, I mean, it's you know, there's there's different elements in there to sort of talk about, I guess. But overall, like, it's fun, which is good, it's even though there's fun. shortcomings. Like, even um, the most like simple yeah. combat encounters are fun, just because the combat is just so tight and responsive and snappy yeah yeah definitely definitely very um, cinematic i like it and I, and i think you know outside of combat one of the, i think one of the things of the game that i thought about the like i've thought about more as i've kept playing is it would be nice if there was gameplay outside of combat like if there was something to do yeah that like wasn't just walking or running to mm-hmm. a marker yeah. because it's again it's very 14 in that but it obviously for 14 it's an mmo so that's just kind of how those games are made like they're yeah. built around you know your combat encounters with your trials and your dungeons yeah but with a single player game it's <clears> kind of like you know you know i'm not asking for too much but maybe like a little bit of platforming in there like if you're going to be a real-time action game you know it'd be nice to have like a little bit of platforming somewhere that's or true something. that would be cool actually you know? like a kingdom cool. hearts like you know when you're playing kh1 and you're going around and you're jumping across things or yeah like kh2 uh, especially like remembrance doing like double jumps and gliding and shit and just like moving around really quickly like it's it's a good time yeah it's it's i i think it could do with that especially coming out of jedi survivor which has got you know a really really complex movement system mm. it you know going from that to just oh i all i can do is run towards the next marker is like after 20 hours it starts to become noticeable and you're like okay 
And also, you can't manually enable sprint either. No, so it's, it's like... I've checked the controls and it's not <laughs> it's, in there. It's so annoying. It's fucking wait um, for Clive to do his weird, like, fucking... Where he breaks the sound barrier whenever he runs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like it's like KH3, but it doesn't kick in quick enough. Yeah, it takes far too long. So it's just a little bit irritating in that just, regard. Just, like, allow me to click a button in. So then I can choose to walk or, like, jog if I want to. Yeah. And then if I don't want to, I can press the sprint button. This is something that's been in games for decades. <laughs> yeah, it would be useful if that were the case. You can and do I, it on I, the I, fucking Chocobo as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you can, which is odd that you can't do it as Clive. No. But, you know, it, I think I think one of the things with 16 and with the fact that there's not, no gameplay outside of combat is really that it's emulating Final Fantasy in the, you know, you, you know if you play one of the pixel games or whatever... Like mm-hmm. there isn't there isn't gameplay outside of combat because you can't no. have you like you know it's not going to become a side scrolling platform like Mario no. is it like it's, be you know, sick, has to though. has to pick its genre. I mean, Why do they not do that? Um, I don't know. Maybe they should have actually. That's a good point. <laughs> I never thought about it. That'd um, be super cool. <clears> but yeah, and it works for those games. But it's like when you translate it to 3D and when you're removing the strategy of a of a you know of the combat in that way it's like i feel like you need to then compensate with other gameplay elements yeah. in other areas of the gameplay which would just like help it out and also sure. you know you, you you look back at those old dungeons like i said before like you've got all these branching paths and there's an element of okay which path do i take and oh i found an optional boss in this room that's guarding a chest and like mm-hmm. there's an element of that there whereas 16 doesn't have that it's like you know mostly it's a straight shot to the end so that would have been really cool enemies thrown in your path that would have been a great way to deal with the uh the dungeons because the dungeons are really yeah. fun like the stages i guess that's what they're called in 16 mm-hmm. um but yeah, having branching pathways would have been sick because it's almost like fifteen had too many branching pathways, so they're like, "Oh, let's get rid of that. Let's take that away." Because yeah. fifteen yeah. was—I mean, 15's dungeons are. Oh, we talked about this last time. They were we shit. Did, we did. They're fucking yeah. shit. Awful. <laughs> I would happily take 16's over fifteen any day. But if there's one thing that fifteen maybe did better was the branching pathways and the sort of almost labyrinth nature of them. It's just they're yeah. visually super unappealing to walk through. They're just awful, dingy caves or sewers. They're fucking shit. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, exactly. Whereas 16's got some really nice dungeon designs of, like, you know, depending on the crystal that you're going yeah, to or whatever. Yeah. It's, like, you know, totally different, which is really cool. It is very cool. Yeah. And I think that... I mean, that plays into, you know, old Final Fantasies, like even Final Fantasy 1, where you, like, you go to the the fire crystal and it's it's all you know you're going into like a volcano and that's really yeah. cool and you know there's certain elements in there like in final fantasy one you've got you know some of the floor is lava and if you walk across it like every step you take across the lava deals one damage like one hp damage mm-hmm. which is like you know something to consider because then it's like if you want to go do all the optional pathways and get all of the chests to you know benefit yourself later you're going to be hurting your party so you need to make sure you got the potions to keep yeah. yourself healed so that when you get to the boss you don't die instantly yeah, yeah. um so it's like that element <coughs> you know just taking things into consideration to just, to just make general movement feel a bit more meaningful that's true it's um, like the environment is hostile in yeah in that sense yeah and i think you know that works nicely and i think it's just yeah it's something they could work on with these these future games but you know i'm sure that they'll have plenty of time to think about it because i mean it will be a long time before we get another final fantasy game now but yeah, um i imagine i mean how long was it since it's been seven years right since, <laughs> really? since 15 yeah 15 was was that 2015 or 2016 20, 2016 yeah fucking hell yeah 
So yeah, seven years um, since that. So I mean, could be another another seven years, maybe a bit more. I don't know. Who knows? Games take longer to make these days. So who really knows? It's true. They're just getting longer and longer to make as the years go on. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Like between <clears throat> nineteen eighty, was it nineteen eighty seven that the first one came out? I think between then and two thousand, they made like nine mainline games. Damn, that's in, in the span of thirteen years. Yeah, and then between two thousand to twenty twenty three, they made the rest. So it's like you know, you can see how games you know take longer to make. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, with sixteen especially, you can see why it took so long to make. Yeah. just, just I mean, based on the icon know, fight alone <laughs> yeah like i just can't like the the fucking animation work that went into those is just like yeah mind-blowing like it's just yeah. such artistry to see like how they compose these and i think there's a big thing that people don't really consider when you look at like a lot of cgi fights is camera work is super important yeah because the camera has to feel like it's grounded in the space otherwise you lose all immersion because mm-hmm. you're like oh the camera's <clears> just <throat> floating through an area and like yeah, some yeah. of the some of some of the you know biggest parts of why some people go oh that cgi is bad isn't even because of the cgi it's sometimes because the camera work just yeah. sucked yeah whereas in 16 like the camera is so good like it's always mm-hmm. just grounded and like you can feel the weight of everything like sometimes yeah. i find myself i'm like fucking bracing myself in real life because <laughs> i'm like i'm like ah oh, and then i realize i'm like what am i doing i'm playing a video <laughs> game but it's just so intense and like yeah, yeah incredible and i love that about it and i think it just yeah very well executed those sequences are just yeah spectacular For sure. definitely. it's some of the best like cinematics in video games i've ever seen it's just super yeah. impressive uh, i can't yeah. wait to see what happens go- even going towards the end of the game i'm sure they'll pull out all the stops to make it seem just fucking mental like based on the yeah. last icon fight that i did shit was fucking insane and uh, you've still got that to come which is it's amazing it is genuinely amazing um nice nice i'm yeah very excited for that shit and it's like every single time you get to one of these big moments it feels like it was so much bigger than the last yeah i'm like like every time i've done one i'm like how are they gonna top this and then they just do and i'm like what is happening it's just like insane to experience it and you know alongside that you've got a story that's genuinely really interesting yeah it's genuinely compelling with good characters uh, some good characters in there and it's just like yeah just generally really good i think i think my only real issue with like story wise is really um jill i think she's just a bit uninteresting oh really and i like jill a lot lot to do and it's like i don't like dislike her i just i'm just so indifferent on her i just she just doesn't do anything for me i like her i think she's really which is a shame because there's a lot of other characters in there i really like like obviously you know sid is a great character um Hmm you know even 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 someone like gav i really like gav gav's fucking um, great gav is and absolutely brilliant yeah I, I just think like i think jill was really interesting as a kid but then mm-hmm. in the you know when our post time skip i'm just like oh, i just wish they would give her a bit more like i don't know i think there's like there's elements of it too that like i can't really get into without talking spoilers but there's Mm -hmm. certain elements of her storylines and stuff that i think would hit so much more if we could play as her yeah i'd be like this would be great if i could play as jill but she's almost taking a backseat in her own story sometimes because she's you can't play as her yeah and it's it's a bit like oh god something like a little bit of missed potential there 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 Um, certainly is certain parts of jill's character that i don't think they tapped into fully but i do quite like her i think she's cool um 
not I like the most interesting Clive. character in the game. Oh yeah, I think when when she's traveling with Clive and Torgal, she's at her best. Yeah, and I think that's what probably irritates me is that like I wish she wasn't only interesting to me at least around Clive. Yeah, it's like the way she informs Clive's story is really good, but it's like independent of that. I'm like she's just kind of there sometimes. Yeah, and that sort of I'm just like ah, I wish you know there was a bit more done there. But apparently her arc is really good though. Um, I don't I don't know much about it because obviously I haven't finished the game. But people say that by the end of the game her arc is one of the best in there. Um, okay. Well, we'll see, I'll, keep, I'll keep an open mind. I'll keep an open mind until I'm done see with the game. Obviously, I can't know for sure. Um, could be yeah. a slow burn, you know? Sometimes that is the case. Yeah, I mean, um, based on the bit you're at, you're about halfway through the game. Yeah. So you've still got an entire half of it left, so there's yeah, plenty yeah. more content in there. I'm for sure, sure I've got quite a lot left as well, to be fair. Yeah, I think I think as well, like, you know, I've learned with Final Fantasy sometimes, like, in Final Fantasy IX, there was a character that i literally had like this big like discussion about where i'm like oh i just don't think this character is very good i think they're a bit shallow like they don't have a lot going for them they're just like I, they're just not doing anything for me and the rest of the yeah. party was so strong mm-hmm. and literally like the following quest the game like revealed why that was and i'm like oh it was on purpose because they want to do this with the character and take mm-hmm. them in this direction and i was like okay now <laughs> i'm on board and i get it i get what they're doing yeah um so you can't really say until you finish a thing whether you know whether you whether you think it's done well or, That's or true. not, so but it's just based on your experience so far. Jill isn't really doing yeah. much for you. Like she's cool yeah, and just... she's nice and like you know she's you know good friend to Clive and whatnot. But yeah, she's yeah just there are passive. certain parts of her. St- I th- I feel like they could have gone a little bit deeper with her if that makes sense. Like I still like yeah. her. I think she's great, but yeah, there are certain things that leave you wanting. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well. I mean, that's Final <coughs> Fantasy 16. I don't think I have anything more, more to say on that. Than we talked about. Uh, I wanted to quickly discuss the uh, okay, yeah. the world overall and, like, the different... Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. ...like, provinces, I suppose. Because, obviously, you've got uh, the Iron Kingdom, Rosaria, mm. the Dalmechian Republic, the Holy Empire of Sambrek, and the Walud, the, the Empire... Not the Walud. Not the Empire of Walud. What's it called? The Rep- Public? I don't know uh, what it's called. It's just Walud, isn't it? Like it doesn't have any any name. Yeah, I think it's just the, like the Kingdom of Walud. I think I think Walud in particular is pretty cool. Maybe that's because I have I've been to everywhere else now, so it's like uh, I've been to everyone's storm. So it's like Ash is just sort of sitting there, and I'm like, ooh, what's going on over there? It's like for the whole game, it's like pretty mysterious because like you don't hear anything from them, you don't see the Walud armies, like you don't really see anything from them or like King Barnabas or anything like that. It's just they're just sitting there in silence while everything else happens on Storm. Um, yeah. So it's gonna be gonna be interesting to see what happens there. I really like the Holy Empire of Sambrek. I think it's super cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I like it a lot too. It's fucking sick. Like their capital, Oriflam, um, yeah. with the uh, what's it called, Drake's whatever the fuck. Like just that silhouette of like the city and the huge like palace that goes higher than everything else. And then you've got even higher behind it is the Mother Crystal. Just looks yeah. so cool seeing that on the horizon. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, I love it. And also Oriflam, pretty cool little fact. Um, is the name of the flag, the banner that the that the French would unfurl uh, in the middle uh, the Middle Ages when they were in a battle and they were intending on taking no prisoners. It was called the Oriflamme. They'd unfurl that banner and then the, the enemy oh, side would be like, "Oh shit, they're not taking prisoners. We're fucked." Um, so I thought that was pretty cool that the, the Sambrex uh, capital is called Oriflamme. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's super cool. Like just how you can see 
each of the nations is based on like a place in Europe in in the me- the, the the medieval period. It's super cool. Um, yeah, I love yeah. it. <clears throat> and how they're really all governed like differently. Because I, I I read mm. on the wiki, it's like um, originally uh, who who wrote Final Fantasy sixteen. Do we know? I don't know who wrote uh, it. I don't remember what their name is, but they 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 wrote. I think it's the same person who wrote um, uh, Shadowbring as an Endwalker. Ah, okay, I see. But yeah, he was like, or he or she, I don't know who it was. I think it's a she. I think um, they were like, uh, oh, I was originally going to have all of them, all of the nations, be kingdoms, and then I was like, actually, that's not too interesting if they're all just the same thing. Like, so you've got the empire which is sambrek and you've got the duchy of rosaria which is like you know a smaller nation mm. that that united to create a you know a larger a larger one then you've got the dalmechian republic which is run by um like a parliament with like a prime minister <clears throat> and then you've got like the crystalline dominion which is uh, neutral ground um yeah. and Mulud, which is obviously the distant kingdom well i don't even know what it is i don't know what it is but it's ex- yeah. it exists there i don't know much about it um True. but yeah it's just cool they're all so different you see all these different ways of governing the people and their different um attitudes towards bearers and icons and dominance because obviously the, the iron kingdom hates their dominance they if like in the iron kingdom if mm. someone's found to be a dominant they're killed immediately whereas in somewhere like uh the duchy of rosaria um obviously the phoenix is revered as you know yeah, the, the true heir to, to the duchy yeah. yeah so it's just cool to see how they uh, the, the attitudes are different in different parts of the world it's just so cool yeah <clears> like is, how different battles good. like because I, I don't know if you've read much of the uh the the, oh, the, have, the, the yeah. lore i've read yeah. i've read a decent bit yeah i like how they'll mention battles that happened like set before the game that's like oh this shaped this part of the world and you know this yeah. led to uh, this territory being owned by this this civilization i just think it's so cool like yeah, you can see it's just like good. very natural because it's like they're all when you go to the world map all of the settlements are sort of situated nearish to a mother crystal and you can see that it's like you know obviously those people were like okay the mother crystals here start a civilization here because it's like you know what they mm. need what they need to survive is a large concentration of crystals and then you can see like the the what's it called um the uh, conflict between nations that are close to a mother crystal but don't have control over it so like the iron kingdom and rosaria like they had to fight over drake's fang whatever it was called was it drake's fang no it wasn't it's drake's tail i think i think I the fang remember. is in dalmechia um but yeah it's just cool just to see that the mother crystals and their location is what shaped the way that world formed and what it is when you mm. come to control clive just so cool yeah. i love the world building is fantastic in 16 it is fantastic i love it, it is very good too i really do like it. and i think as well like it, it takes a lot of cues um from final fantasy 2 in the way that it allows you to explore this world because like a big part of final <coughs> fantasy 2 is the empire mm-hmm. it's like you know it's it's different from the way that sambrek like is an empire but yeah the the empire in final fantasy 2 is like you know where you pick up the game is that it's like ravaged the world yeah. and like your post empire's taken over mm-hmm. and people are trying to fight back <clears throat> against the empire like these little you know rebel factions and stuff and you join up with them to fight and then like as you go to different towns you walk around and if you just like chat to npcs they'll give you little little bits of exposition and like history about 
you know, their personal relationship with the Empire. And some people will be like, oh, fuck the Empire, and some people will be like, oh, thank God they, like, you know, brought peace and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that's really to cool. play the old Final Fantasy that. games for sure. It's 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 cool, um, and I think that's a, that's a big part of Final Fantasy two. And there's also like a lingering, you know, where Final Fantasy one was very hopeful and high fantasy, and like there was this element of like we're the heroes and we're going to save the world. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy two is a lot more like fuck, we are these oppressed, downtrodden people, and we need to try everything we can to claw back our freedom. Yeah, and I like that there's elements of that in final fantasy 16 and that you know whenever you see the empire it's like you know there's this just sense of sort of dread in the air like yeah. you know with the way they treat bearers and the way they you know the way that's kind of like spread across the a realm it's just yeah, yeah it's just really very very cool and that's like yeah it feels very final fantasy to me which i think is just very nice too yeah it's like you're the underdog and yeah you're fighting the guess you're not even really fighting the empire themselves in 16 you're fighting like the ideology of the world yeah, itself yeah yeah which is like really fighting cool. ideals yeah and i think that's very cool and there's this i like i like the element as well of like clive obviously being from a you know a royal family yeah and like you know there's you know he could you know do like there's there's almost this like parallel or like mirroring or like i don't know like opposite line of thoughts of what you get with like noctis yeah where he's like fighting to take back his rightful place as the Mm -hmm. king um in insomnia whereas clive is more so like no i don't need to be king i need to you know uphold my father's ideals through this means instead yeah which i think is really it's like he doesn't want subjects he wants equals which is what his dad always like saw him as was even if he's a bearer and not the phoenix he's still an equal to everyone yeah yeah he's like um, breaking down like the foundation of which the this like realm society is built on yeah because that's the only way to truly get the equality that he strives for mm. which is just quite a nice you know goal and theme and character journey i think it's, yeah you it's know, cool seeing clive going from you know because I, I thought it was going to go down the route of yeah he's gonna you know save everyone and then become the fucking leader of his area and it's like no he doesn't even want that that's he's no, recognized yeah. that that part of his life is gone and that's not what he needs for the new world that he wants to to usher in yeah <clears throat> yeah it's super cool it's very good it's very good overall uh, you know besides the criticisms you know despite those should i say it's great game i really banger. like it banger i'm it's, loving it yeah. i'm definitely gonna platinum it i'm definitely gonna yeah uh, replay it on new game plus final fantasy difficulty yeah for um, sure. which i think is required for the platinum anyway uh and to be honest with how much i've enjoyed the game i'm debating to making a video on it just because i'm enjoying it so much um, right yeah and it seems like it'd be quite an easy game to make a video on you know there's not like too much extra shit i won't have to go into massive detail with the side quests you know yeah, you just talk about how they inform the yeah, story yeah. and stuff. Exactly. I can, you know, grab a few examples of what I think are the greatest side quests and whatnot. I just think it'd be a fun game to make a video about, like an, an all encompassing video. Um, yeah. Cause it's, you know, we were talking a couple, few episodes ago, or maybe it was last episode, about making videos like that. But I actually would enjoy making a video like that about 16, I think, because it's, yeah. you know, I could intersperse it with the lore and, like, do sections of the video which are entirely based on the history of the world and say if, you know, I get to the part in the video where we're about to go to Dalmechia. Instead of immediately jumping into Dalmechia, I give a rundown of the history of, of that 
region of the world and how it relates to previous areas we've been to and stuff. Like, I love yeah. games where I can just talk about the world and basically can write my own little story about it in the script and then just get back into talking about the gameplay. Like, I love that shit, and 16 would be perfect for it. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, yeah. That'd be, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be really good. And I think, what you know, one of the strengths of 16 is the way that it does its world building, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a crucial part of any Final Fantasy game, I feel. Like, one of the, you know crucial parts of you know some of the best ones that there are is the history of the world that you're in it's like you know final fantasy 4 final fantasy 6 you know, 7 um 9 it's that you know the the world existed before you and now yeah. you're exploring a story that takes place within it mm-hmm. and the history of that world is like important information that feeds into the story that they're telling now currently yeah you know which is which is you know really good and it, it always runs parallel and it's like you know final fantasy 7 for example you know you spend you know the first you know four to six hours of that game in midgar and learning about shinra and their greed and avalanche and the people and all of this stuff and when you finally get out into the world you're like oh my god this is such a tiny part of gaia like mm. it's just this tiny city in reality on this huge globe and it's like that that feeling is like just yeah it's just like unparalleled so that when you start speaking to these different people in these different towns and you go around and you learn about their different struggles you're like god the you know midgar is so far away mm-hmm. it's just such a different world but you know you then use that to characterize the planet and so that you you know your fight for the planet feels even more real because you know you're not just fighting for the planet as this abstract concept you're fighting for the planet because you've the people there. on it are real yeah you've explored all these different towns that are all yeah. completely different with all of their different problems and different people and you you know learning about all this different all these different parts of the world it's like yeah you need to fight back and you need to stop it and you need to save everybody because it, it matters to you then yeah and i think you know that's a huge part of that and i think 16 you know with all of its history and backstory and rich lore it makes what clive's doing matter to you as a person because you're yeah. like i really care about this world mm-hmm. and the people in it and i think that's yeah very one of the strongest parts of the game definitely it's really well done i think it's superb world building i love it mm-hmm. i absolutely yeah. love it for sure for sure well there we that's, go that's 16 i believe that is final fantasy 16 once we're both done with the game i'm sure we'll do a spoiler episode where we just sit down and we we talk about 16 and our time with it. full yeah. spoilers jump into the story in its entirety and talk about what we thought about everything so that'll be fun to do down the That'd line be really fun yeah once we've uh once we've finished it up and more people have finished it and we're you know in a position to talk about it that'll be fucking nice and good and sick yeah, but good that's time, final fantasy 16 for yeah, now boy. so there we go but uh that's the only topic i had for this episode that's the mm. only thing i had that i was like this is what we'll talk about there's nothing else so uh, what i wanted to do was finally finally, finally start after like three episodes yes finally start your brand new segment that we introduced a couple episodes ago um i mean yeah tee us up for it what 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 is this okay introduce it again i don't know what to call it weird news i guess <laughs> weird news I'm gonna f- fucking down the rabbit the foxhole down the foxhole uh, down the foxhole it's like that that's YouTube what we're calling channel. it down what? the rabbit hole down the foxhole i'm just gonna down the foxhole make, yeah let's quickly make that. a um what's it called a notepad file so i can fucking uh, what's it called um, I have to copy and paste these know. links from my email into my fucking notes because I can't email. copy and paste. 
yeah, yeah. I was at work when I found these, so I had to like oh, send right. them to myself via email. Okay, that makes <laughs> so sense. So I could remember them. Okay, so okay, here we go. Let me copy that, put that into the Discord chat, and then we can have a okay. good time. Uh, nice. What's new? Don't care. Discord. Don't give a shit about your weird name change. Okay, there we go. So okay, this Wonderful. is down the foxhole. Down the foxhole, folks. Where we have three news stories, weird news stories that I've found on the internet that I've, I've gone, that's a bit weird, and I've copied the link, <laughs> and I haven't actually read them yet, so it's going to be a good time. Okay. okay. So we have three today. The first one is um, about people in Japan who have to get smiling lessons because they wore a mask for so long during COVID. Uh, what? Two, yeah, it's mental. Uh, two is man and youth arrested after baby donkey called Moon stolen from a Hampshire farm. Oh my god! Someone stole a baby donkey. I don't know why they did that, but they did. It may have been That's found horrible. by now, actually. But we'll see what happens. Okay. And then <laughs> the last one's mental. What the fuck? It was, it was weeks ago that I found these. I don't even remember them. <laughs> Crowds of visitors travel to Missouri to see and touch nuns' <laughs> non-decaying corpse. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> mental. All right. Okay. All right, let's read All this right. first one. So we'll do the the people in Japan who got used to face masks during COVID are attending smiling lessons. Okay, that's a weird that's a weird concept because people in Japan wear masks all the time. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so what how did this happen? Okay. No, Let's find out. Uh, let's read it. Okay. So, a poll by Japan's public broadcaster NHK last month showed 55% of people were wearing masks just as often now as when the government guidance was in place during the pandemic, with just 8% having stopped altogether. While while the coverings were already common in East Asian country in the East Asian country what oh yeah because Japan is the East Asian country my bad it is yeah uh, pre COVID with many using them to combat seasonal illnesses and hay fever their use skyrocketed when it became official government guidance to wear them during the worst of the outbreak many people wouldn't be seen in public without a mask with the practice becoming near universal after the virus emerged more than three years ago more than three years that's ago that's insane. That's oh, mental. I didn't yeah. need to hear that. It's just a time sink, isn't it? That's wild. Mental. Oh god. It is more than three years ago because it was. It's it was ins- like yeah. March 2020, and it's now July 2023. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> I've lost years of my life that have just gone nowhere. Yeah. It's insane. That's I think back crazy. in 2019, I was like, oh, I was only like a couple years ago. It's like, nah, 2019 was like a four years ago. My god. We're well into this new decade now. Um. <sighs> Okay, so... With the government having finally lifted its recommendation to wear masks in March, Himawari Yoshida was among those who realised that they had forgotten how to go about life without them. I hadn't used my facial muscles much during COVID, said the (laughs) 20-year-old. Average fucking snowflake generation. (laughs) She has now hired the services of a smile instructor, saying it's good exercise and will help her prepare to enter Japan's jobs market. Miss Yoshida and her classmates, mostly young people, are being taught by Keiko Kawano, who in one exercise has told them has has them hold up mirrors to their faces, stretching the sides of their mouths with their fingers. 
<laughs> what? What? <laughs> this doesn't even make sense. This makes no sense. It's mental. How do you forget how to smile? <laughs> you don't forget. That doesn't make any sense. Like, have they not laughed in the entire time, the COVID pandemic? Like, they, did, did they not d- laugh? Like, did they not? Wait, that makes no sense because this implies that they just smile as, like, an outward formality, not because it's, like, a genuine reaction. Yeah, well, Japan's a crazy place. Maybe that's what that's what smiling has become. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's no, What's no. Happening? What is this? <laughs> I don't know. Miss Kawano's company, Egoaiku. <laughs> I can't pronounce that. That's sorry. probably exactly how it's said. Egoaiku. Literally. Egg- <laughs> sorry, I said that like a Japanese anime <laughs> schoolgirl then. Egoaiku. <laughs> Literally, Smile Education has seen a fourfold increase in demand for lessons, including one-on-one sessions that cost 7,700 yen, £44. I think there's a growing need for people to smile, she said, (laughs) noting the growing return of tourists to the island. She believes Japanese nationals are less inclined to smile than Westerners because of their sense of security as an island country. (laughs) What? (laughs) What?! A trend only exacerbated by a rise in mask wearing. Yeah, we're an island country and we smile. (laughs) What does that mean? Culturally, a smile signifies that I'm not holding a gun (laughs) and I'm not a threat. Japan's crazy, what? That's wait, what a, wait, that's wait, what wait. a smile so, means culturally so in Japan. Nobody nobody smiles because what they're trying to say is I am yeah, holding, I am a, holding gun a gun and I am a threat to yeah. you. So what? throughout the COVID pandemic in Japan, you had no idea whether or not someone was holding a gun <laughs> or not. Because they were you couldn't tell if they were smiling or not. You just didn't know. You had no clue. It was a 50-50 chance whether it's someone was, right was not holding a gun ready to be a threat. God damn. <laughs> a poll by public broadcaster NHK in May showed 55% of Japanese people were still wearing masks just as often as when government guidance was in place, with just 8% having stopped altogether, which was those uh, stats from earlier. Weird article. I, don't, I still That's don't even understand mental. it. I don't understand what this means when it says Japanese nationals are less inclined to smile than Westerners because of their sense of security as an island country. Neither do I. This is bullshit. (laughs) Who wrote this article? It doesn't say. It doesn't say who wrote the article. We genuinely do not know. Fucking ChatGPT wrote this shit. Because it (laughs) don't make sense. Because they're on an island, they feel secure, and then therefore don't smile. They're not allowed to smile. What does that mean? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. insane. Oh, my God. England is an island nation, and we all have a good smile. You know? We all have a a smiley bunch, you know? We do smile, you know? We do that classic white person smile, where you, like, purse your lips slightly when someone walks up to you. Just to be like, you know, I'm acknowledging you, but I don't want to fully smile because I can't really do it on command. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Because on command, if I'm not feeling the need to smile i can't really smile genuinely do you get that i guess yeah try try and do like a genuine smile like right now where it looks i mean i am smiling because i think this is funny so i'm trying right now that doesn't look genuine (laughs) like it's not in my eyes like you when you smile properly you smile with your eyes as well i think yeah true that's true 
Yeah. Maybe I need a smile coach. Fuck. Yeah, maybe you do. Maybe you do need a smile coach. It's because I'm, I'm from an island nation. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, exactly. You're from an island nation and th- and therefore you have a sense of security. <laughs> the biggest little bullshit I've ever re- re- read in my entire life. What does that mean? Fuck off, That's Sky News. so crazy. God, all right, let's move on to the next one. Okay. Uh, man and youth arrested after baby donkey Moon stolen from Hampshire farm. Little Moon. Moon, the baby donkey, was reunited with her mother and owners after having gone missing for just over two weeks. Oh, okay, they did oh, find her. they found her, yeah. So they yeah. must have dated the article. Ah, oh, cool. Police okay. then made two arrests in connection with the animal's disappearance. A man and a youth have been arrested on suspicion of the theft of a baby donkey who was snatched from a farm in Hampshire. Two-month-old Moon was taken from a field at Miller's Ark Animals in Hook on 15th of May. Sorry, it's got a bit of indigestion there. <laughs> After an agonising two weeks, owners were relieved on Thursday when the animal had been found unharmed and reunited with her mother, Astra. Astra and Moon, those are such cool names. That's, yeah, that is cool. Less than 24 hours after the returning returning the foal to the farm, Hampshire Constabulary, along, the Tem- along with Thames Valley Police, made two arrests in the Beaconsfield area. A stolen roller machine was also... What's the fuck's a roller machine? A roller machine. <laughs> like one of those machines that rolls on the ground to, so like, flatten concrete? Oh, yeah, that... Yeah, yeah. What the fuck yeah. it is? Someone stole a donkey in a roller machine. <laughs> Sounds like fucking Johnny Gat was getting up to no good, to be honest. <laughs> in Hampshire. It literally sounds like a Saints Row mission. <laughs> a stolen roller machine was also seized during the search, and the adult male was further arrested on sp- suspicion of theft of the agricultural <laughs> vehicle. <laughs> What's he doing? Oh, there we got a picture of it here. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. There's the roller machine, a big orange boy. Yeah, I hope they're able to put that on screen. Oh god, that's amazing. The suspects <laughs> have been released on bail while while multiple lines of inquiry investigated, police said. Following the disappearance of the donkey, police received countless calls and online reports from members of the public with potential lines of inquiry. They were then contacted by the farm who had been sent some information and officers were deployed to address in White House Lane in High Wycombe. Is that how you pronounce that? Buckinghamshire. Wycombe. Oh, yeah. That's how you spell Wycombe? That is how you spell Wycombe. Oh, God. I'm English and I didn't even know how to spell that. (laughs) It's like how people don't know how to spell Worcestershire in America or how to say it. It's how to pronounce it. They don't know how to pronounce Worcestershire. Yeah, they pronounce, pronounce it. They pronounce it like they're in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Worcestershire. Yeah. <laughs> Le- Leicestershire. And then comes out of your. Oh God. Leicester, it comes out of you. I'm about to call it Leicester sauce. Then for some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> Tevda comes out of your Leicester sauce. What does that even fucking mean? <laughs> Sounds like something from fucking um, the AI dungeon. <laughs> yeah. <it does>. <laughs> <laughs> The donkey was located around 8.15pm on the 31st of May. So this was a long time ago now. Yeah. <clears throat> a heartwarming video showing the small donkey being reunited with her owner, delighted animal lovers on Thursday. In the clip, she says, Look who's back, my baby. What the <laughs> mother says it. Wait, this is the a mother donkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's watch it. Let's I'm watch clicking it. play and it's taking it. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Here we go. There we go. Yeah. Okay, I've got it ready to play. Count us in. Okay, okay, okay. Three, two, one, play. 
Ah, oh, look at it. <laughs> That's adorable. Ah, <laughs> uh, Moon has made it That's home. That's nice. It's a cute That's donkey, good. to be fair. It's face. Lovely. I'm very happy. Very happy the Moon got returned. So am I. Because when I found this article, Moon had Moon had not been found yet. Oh my god. Um. Pamela Jessup of Miller's Ark Animals <coughs> said, We're beyond excited, ecstatic. What? There's no We're beyond that... excited, ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it says, yeah. <laughs> you always hold out hope, but as the time frame and the time window got larger, you do wonder if she would be found or not. It is so much doubt. It is so much down to the members of the public. Is this woman <laughs> just speaking in a weird <laughs> version of English? What the fuck is this? It is so much down to the members of the public, our supporters that have got the word out there and spread it on social media. It's been a heartfelt story that has caught people's emotions. We are very grateful to Hampshire and Isle of Wight Constabulary, Surrey Police and Thames Valley Police for their support and investigation and for the speedy action last night. And little Moon has been found and returned oh, to her good. mother. Um, I'm very happy. I do want to know what they wanted to do with the donkey and the roller machine. Fuck knows. Like, why? Maybe it was like they were. Oh god, I dread to think what they were gonna do to poor oh, Moon. No, no. <laughs> this oh, no. dude stealing agricultural equipment. I can't stealing believe stealing a donkey. <laughs> That's fuck? mental. That's that is, actually that is mental. mental. And it was a youth as well. So it was probably some dude and his son. He was like, all right, I know how to get money quick. All right, kid. I've been <laughs> in this game for a long time. I stole my fair share of donkeys, all right. Oh, man. He's, he's, how he's do you getting do pulled that? out of retirement for one last job. <laughs> and the, one, the one last job is stealing a donkey in a wrong English machine. Nathan Drake. Uncharted, <laughs> if it was set in England, you go to Hampshire and you rob a donkey. Oh, God. Oh, fucking Christ. Right, that was a good one. I like that. Like that. And this last yeah. one's mental. I don't even know what the fuck this is. Okay. Crowds of visitors travel to Missouri to see and touch nuns' non-decaying corpse. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, this actually tells us who it's written by as well. Oh, Remo yeah. Bala. Thank Remo you, man. Remo Bala. And you can click on his at. You can click on his... Go to his Twitter. Does that take Twitter. you to his Twitter.com? Yeah. Twitter.com forward slash Remo underscore B. It's not News loading. at Sky News. To have the privilege to tweet is something in itself. Opinions equals own. Retweets, not endorsements. <laughs> Amazing. I love when people do put that in their description, their bio. So do I. But I guess he's opinions a journalist, so it sort own. of applies. Yeah, they're not the opinions of Sky News. <laughs> <laughs> God, he was live tweeting the fucking Titanic fucking Ocean Gate shit. Whatever oh, the fuck the it was. Sub the submarine. Yeah. That shit was wild. Uh, right, so let's read this. Let's read this article then. Okay. Sister Wilhelm Wilhelmina Lancaster was buried in 2019 without embalming, yet was discovered as intact after she was exhumed last month. Why are you exhuming her for? What are you doing that for? Some have called it a holy sign, while others have said the event is not incredibly rare. And oh, it's just given Wait. us the. It's weird how these articles are structured because it'll give you the title and then it'll just do the title again. A nun whose body was barely decayed since her death has unintentionally attracted hundreds to the site of her burial in a small U.S. town. Okay, that's not the title. That's just me being an idiot. Okay. People from all over the U.S. traveled to Gower, Missouri, Gower or Gower, I don't know, to wow. witness the body of Sister Wilhelmina Lancaster, unexpectedly found intact after being exhumed in April by nuns of the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of Apostles Order. That is a <laughs> mental name. <laughs> Uh, um, it sounds like a it sounds like a bloodborne 
uh, <laughs> yeah. or something. The Benedictines of Mary, Queen of Apostles' Order. You fight Sister Wilhelmina. <laughs> yeah, after after her body's <laughs> turned exhumed. into. She, yeah, she's exhumed, and then she's turned <laughs> to this eldritch horror. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's like the orphan of cos but it's got a fucking nun's fucking habit on <laughs> oh god uh uh the visitors were able to see and touch her corpse which is hardly decomposed since her burial this has got to be disrespectful to the dead what are we doing exhuming her and going step right up step right up touch the dead nun and i her- wonder if he paid to, to do it I wonder if they it's america of course he did yeah true they were also allowed to take a teaspoon of dirt from her grave <laughs> what the fuck Sister Lancaster, a founder of the Order, was buried four years ago without any embalming, the act of preserving a corpse by treating it with chemicals in a plain wooden coffin. She was exhumed by the monastery in preparation for a new shrine to be installed involving her retirement, and was discovered with a perfectly preserved religious habit, according to the nunnery statement. Around 1,800 people flocked to the town after a private email mentioning the news mistakenly went public and the news began to spread like wildfire that's such an american thing to happen imagine if like one of us got a fucking email that said this like i would not be going i wouldn't tell i wouldn't tell a single person i'd be like imagine getting an email from some random fucking monastery saying Oh, fucking... Oh, what's her name? Well, I mean, Lancaster's body hasn't really decayed much. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know what that means! If I got an email with that, it it would probably go straight into my junk. And if it didn't, I'd be like, why am I... Why have I got this then? How That's did it like, spread like wildfire? It must be like people that subscribe to like the newsletter of like that monastery or something like that, and they accidentally tagged all the people that like normally are tagged in like newsletters and stuff, right. and it went to like all of their like hardest supporters. <laughs> so I guess they were just like fucking yes, we need to fucking see whatever. Oh, what's her name again? Wilhelmina. Sister Lancaster. Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina. Yeah. Yeah, they were all, they were all, they flocked to the small town, nearly <laughs> 2,000 people. That's insane. Oh my god. Warning, below are images of the nun's body. <laughs> okay. Okay. A visitor from Kansas City, Missouri, Samuel Dawson, visited the site and described it as very peaceful and very reverent. Mrs. Mr. Dawson, who is Catholic, said the nuns let visitors touch Sister Lancaster because they wanted to make her accessible to the public, because in real life, she was always accessible to people. <laughs> That's weird. insane. That's so insane. Weird. That is such a weird way of phrasing it. That is it. a horrible, horrible sentence. They wanted to lay her corpse out to be accessible to people because, because when she wasn't a corpse, people could to come and say hi to her like what does that mean i'm sure if you told her before she died that you were going to do this to her she probably wouldn't be that happy about it that's i can't imagine her being happy about this i can't imagine anyone being happy about it look at the picture two thousand people came along to just touch her corpse god that's like even if she hasn't decayed that much it is still disgusting to touch a corpse that's been in the ground for four years so weird you don't do that that's like we've learned that that's bad decay creates germs we don't want to be touching that the fuck christians are fucking insane insane. that's insane oh god 
The dio dio what the fuck? How do I pronounce that word? Dio diocese diocese. Yeah, I don't know what that word is either. That's really fucking annoying. Let me Google it. What does it mean? Diocese is how you say it. Ah, the diocese of Kansas City. What does it mean actually? Before I uh, it means a district under the pastoral care of a bishop in the Christian Church. Okay. Great. Yeah, I think that's medieval shit. <laughs> yeah, <it> sounds insane. <laughs> The Diocese of Kansas City, St. Joseph, said, The condition of the remains of Sister Wilhelmina Lancaster has understandably generated widespread interest and raised important questions. At I the same said time, it like that. Yeah, true, he's American. Yeah. At the same time, it is important to protect the integrity of the mortal remains of Sister Wilhelmina to allow for a thorough investigation. Yes, it's we need to protect the remains. Investigation? Yeah, I don't know. It's like they're going to get... What are they investigating? They're going to ask God, and they're going to be like, what's happened happened here then, mate? Why is she not decomposed? What does this mean? Yeah, just get a forensic analysis on it. I'm sure they could tell you in like five minutes why she hasn't (laughs) decomposed. It's probably like the composition of the soil or something like that. Yeah, well, the, the, the introduction to this article said that some have called it a holy sign, while others, probably scientists, have said the event <laughs> yeah. is not incredibly rare. And it probably so isn't it's like, incredibly rare. It yeah, probably so it's isn't. like people, people that have no fucking idea of anything are like, oh my god, it's a holy sign. But then it's people god. that like deal with dead bodies and deal with like human decomposition are like, no, it's not. This it's is just normal. Standard. Yeah. Who do you happen, believe? Though. Yeah, which one do you believe? Do you believe uh, Mr. Dawson from the Catholic <laughs> Church? Or do you believe, well, the unnamed others? Because, I mean, it's not yeah. like they've been given a given a fucking sighting or anything like that. True. Um, so, where was I last? Uh, yeah, uh, lovely picture of her corpse there. Just looks great. And there's a baby next to it, two babies next to it. Brilliant parenting. Uh, the case for sainthood due to the body's incorruptibility, a belief of staving off decomposition as a sign of holiness, had not been initiated yet, added the diocese. This was confirmed by the Benedictine Benedictines, who said Sister Lancaster had not yet reached the required minimum of five years since death for the sainthood process to begin. What? what? <laughs> there what were people this? that were sainted in life, weren't they? Saint I don't George- know. Oh, no, I don't know. Maybe Saint George was. Maybe they were all sainted after death. But I, even I don't know still, when they were living. That's yeah, what? Wild. Who made that rule? Who came up with the rule? Oh, you have to be dead for five years for the sainthood process to begin. What is the? What the fuck's the sainthood process? <laughs> How is that carried out? I don't know. I need to Google I'm this. Google. It's got to be bullshit. Process. I mean, well, obviously, it's bullshit. In official t- church procedures, there are three steps to a sainthood: a candidate becomes venerable, then blessed, and then a saint. Venerable okay. is the title given to a deceased person recognized formally <clears throat> by the Pope as having lived a heroically virtuous life or offered their life uh to be 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 beatified and recognized as a blessed one miracle acquired through the candidate's intercession is required in addition to recognition of heroic virtue or offering of life canonization requires a second miracle after beatification the Pope may waive these requirements. A miracle is not required prior to a martyr's beatification, 
but one is required before canonization. Beatification. So well, the, the Pope just gets a stick out and starts going <laughs> mental on you. <laughs> what what counts as a miracle? You have to know. you have to have done two miracles to be a saint. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a fucking what? daily challenge on Master Chief Collection. <laughs> you have to do two miracles if you want to become a saint, all right? You can't That's just come in here mental. and be doing one miracle and calling yourself okay. a saint. You can't. So a, a miracle is officially officially uh, defined as something that has occurred by the grace of God through the intercession of a venerable or blessed, oh, that could be which fucking is anything, scientifically though. inexplicable. Yeah. That's so specific. What... <clears throat> So actually, she would not be. I don't think she's done any miracles. So she, yeah, she would not be a saint. The yeah, process of sainthood would not be coming anywhere near her. No, but apparently the Pope could wave it if he feels like it. Why does the Pope so, get? So can the Pope saint himself? Um, can he beatify himself? <laughs> I don't. <know>. I, <laughs> I doubt he beatifies himself very often. To be fair, it's seen as a sin. God, this is m- mental. <laughs> this is mental. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Rebecca George, an anthropology tutor at the Western... This is going to be the only part of the article that isn't fucking mental <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> meanwhile, Rebecca George, an anthropology t- tutor at the Western Carolina University, said the body's lack of de- decomposition might not be that rare. She says that coffins and clothing help to preserve bodies. She, she added, typically when we bury people, we don't exhume them. We don't get to look at them a couple years years out with 100 years there might be nothing left but when you've just got a few years out this is not unexpected the <laughs> what the fuck would she know yeah she has you no idea bitch. rebecca george she's, she's that, just i was reading this earlier it's kind believe. of relevant what i was reading earlier today i googled how long do bones <laughs> last so it probably <laughs> looks a bit dodgy on like my work computer me typing <laughs> how, how long, long do, do bones last, last? But well, we have we have we have dinosaur bones. Yeah, well, they're fossilized, so they're not yeah, actually true. like bone, but they are. Yeah, true, 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 true. The true. shape of bone, bone, I suppose. <clears throat> um, maybe they, I don't know. I don't know much about fossils. I always just assumed that they were like the. They're nothing of the organic matter is left, but it's like the rock has preserved the shape of it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong in thinking. I that. do think fossils are different to just being the thing. Yeah, yeah. I think. <coughs> yeah, I'm check. sure there's people that are more qualified than us. Fossils, yeah, fossils made are of? the preserved remains of plants and animals whose bodies were buried in sediments such as sand and mud under ancient seas, lakes, and rivers. Mm. Uh, what are they made of? A fossil is any preserved remains. Yes, they can be preserved remains. Race of a once living thing so examples include bones shells exoskeletons stone imprints of animals or microbes objects preserved in amber hair petrified wood and dna remnants so So bone can can last in in the in the proper conditions yeah if they're buried in the sediment yeah okay i was wrong i was i was i was very wrong um Okay. With, uh, yeah, I was googling how long do bones last, um, and it said something about yeah the composition of certain types of soil can can either speed up or rapid or drastically decrease the the time it takes for them to to uh, well that's that's the same thing. It can right. speed up or rapidly decrease the time it takes to no. What? What the? What? F- that's not even a fucking sentence. What are you talking? Oh no, I'm confusing myself. It can either take longer depending on the soil, or it can take. <laughs> 
less yeah. long. <laughs> it can either speed up the decomposition or rapidly decrease the decomposition. Ah, okay. So I was actually speaking good English. Yeah, so I was just confusing sense. myself. Yeah, it made sense. <laughs> With 100 years, there might be nothing left. But when you've just got a few years out, this is not unexpected. The monastery is to place the corpse in a glass shrine in the church where visitors will still be able to see it and collect dirt from her grave, but not touch her. Oh my god. So what happens when you run out of dirt from a grave? Uh, add more. I don't know. Add more from the... I guess it's all the same dirt. So it's like the holy divine dirt that's helped her. It's spread like wildfire, <coughs> I might say. It did. It's spread like absolute wildfire. All these people... God. Coming along. God. This just goes to show, like, some of the mental shit that religion has allowed over, the de- over like, the centuries that yeah. humanity has been around. Because, like, literally it took one anthropologist to be like, no, this is pretty normal. Yeah. But, like, <clears throat> anyone that didn't know has just gone, no, this is insane, oh my god. This, this is the body's not god. decomposed. <laughs> it's like, nope, this is just normal and happens. Yeah, there's like, an explanation for it. You don't have to start going mental with it and, like, touching a corpse and, like, like, what do they think's gonna happen? The, the, I, I suppose what they're imagining is that she's blessed in some way, so that if they touch her, that blessing will rub off on them, which is actually oh, like they're thinking like medieval peasants. Like this picture that you've got here of her corpse laid out on the table and this woman walking away with two babies in her arms. I'm like, can you imagine that being your mother? Like as a child, she takes you to touch a dead Those body because she thinks you'll get blessed. Are going to do some crazy hate crimes when they grow up. Oh my god. <laughs> They've seen the uh, unseeable. <laughs> this is mad. Like, this is so American. This is it the is. most no, American is, thing yeah. I've ever read. Super, yeah, Chris, the thing is, Christianity over here is like, we've had it for so long, it's like, ah, oh, classic Christianity. You know, it's, you know, classic. Over there, it's like on steroids. It's fucking yeah. mental. It's like they, you know, when the people... Like, it's like they. what they did is, when they sent people to colonise America, they just sent, like, the stupidest people they could find. <laughs> and they're like, you all go over there, please. That would be great. God. Oh, oh God. What it's are insane. they doing? Don't touch it's corpses insane. if you're watching, listening, or whatever. Don't touch corpses. Nobody Even ever should one have colonized America. Decomposed much. Yeah, you know what? They probably should. It was have. a. It was a mistake. It was it a was. huge mistake. I should have just left the the uh, native. <laughs> yeah. Americans to chill and Definitely form their own civilization. Left. Would have yeah. been way cooler, and to be fair. God. It would have been like actual cool culture in in, in there. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> a civilization on 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 Earth like where America hadn't been colonized. It would Imagine be Imagine how utopia. different the world would be. To be fair, it would be massively different. It really it would, would be because I mean that's 1776, mate. That fucking shaped the future of the world. Like, would would World War Two have still happened? Or I mean, it wasn't America's fault, but like, <clears> would it? Would the would that would that like knock on effect of like united Europe in a way that like didn't happen? I don't know. Mm, I reckon maybe it probably would have still happened, but who would have dropped the first atomic bomb? It wouldn't have been America. No. It would have well, been someone yeah. else. You never know. Fucking, without America, to be fair, like, Nazis could have won and we'd all be Nazis that's true. now. I mean, so they were, they were maybe that's what would have happened. Maybe the knock on effect of not colonizing America would have been that we're all Nazis Hitler now. Hitler win. Yeah, maybe. Oh, God. 
<laughs> I mean, even without Very the Nazi nice. party being an actual thing, there's still plenty of fucking Nazis in the Western world anyway, somehow. Yeah, true. A lot of them How? are in America. So. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fucking load of them are in America. It's been <laughs> mental. Oh, God. Touching corpses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Nazis touching corpses. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that was quite oh, the journey. Jesus. I like that this was segment. Good. I liked that. Down the foxhole. The <laughs> yeah. first the first foxhole we've gone down. <laughs> oh god, there we go. Beautiful. That can now be a mainstay of the Dorsey and Fox podcast. Yeah. I believe. And I do a fair amount of looking at random news stories while I'm at work, so <laughs> it's like I'll be yep. working for the podcast while I'm at work. Amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, there we go. Now, we don't we have a few Patreon topics? We do. I'm just looking at Patreon. I posted the Fortnite's <coughs> reunion episode to uh, the audio version of Patreon yeah. so that people could get access to it. And mm-hmm. I, I, I meant to, because my Patreon sometimes fucks up audio. Mm. So what I'll do is I'll like leave like 10 seconds at the end so that it doesn't cut it off. Because sometimes it fucks up and cuts off the last 10 seconds of That's the weird. podcast for some reason. That sounds reason. really annoying. But with this, I, I, I don't know what I did. I must have been like not focusing. And I've just left two and a half minutes of silence at the end. <laughs> oh, no. Which was an accident. Is there but... comments of people going, what are you doing? Uh, Connor Seedor Sam did say, came here for the boys, stayed for the eight minutes of silence at the eight end. Eight minutes? <laughs> but it wasn't eight minutes. I've checked. Okay. Okay. It wasn't because Tyler is wrapping up here, and we've got yeah. There is a <clears> lot <throat> of silence though towards the end there. And I'm just um, I'm just obsessed with watching these car crash videos, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, good times. It's a good podcast, don't you? Um, okay, we've got our Patreon topics here. We got five of them. A couple Ooh. of them are dreams. So oh my god, we've got. Number one here from Connor or Sam, who says, All right, so I had this dr- So this is a dream. I had this when I was eight years old. I know this because I remember the room I was in when I had it, and I was only on holiday and I was on holiday at the time. I was sleeping on the floor in a sleeping bag. So anyway, the dream starts and my two friends and I are heading to an amusement park on Halloween. This amusement park is quite vague in my mind, except for the area we decide to go into. It's a sort of cellar setup with mach- with oh, mannequins, but he spelt it Manachins, um, in inside dressed as monsters veiled in dim lighting point was to go into the cellar and walk through it like a spooky labyrinth i'm assuming somewhat animatronics but that's purely a guess since i was too pussy to go inside my friends decided they'd go and head down the stairs suddenly the monsters spring to life and kill my friends violently jesus i i stand there in horror and run away Turns out the whole amusement park is being overrun by monsters. I freak out, head up a flight of stairs into a big hall. I walk in, and you know that scene from Empire where our heroes enter the dining room on Cloud City and Vader is standing there all menacingly and says, I'd like it if you join us or some shit. Well, it's the other mother. It's the other mother like it if final form. Yeah, that's what he says. Is that what he says? He says... Uh, he say we would be honored if you were doing us something oh, okay, like that yeah, yeah, okay. um uh well it's the other mother final form <coughs> Coraline. google it oh, if you haven't seen the film horrible let me google it i haven't seen this you've not seen Coraline. no banger i always thought it looked scary it is scary well it's kind of so creepy I, 
I didn't watch it. It's oh, right, I see this. Yeah, that's pretty horrible. Don't like that. Yeah, not a fan. It's uh, disgusting. <laughs> okay. She and her goonies comprised of a Lego mummy and the witch from that Little Einstein's episode where they save Hansel and Gretel were sitting at a long dining table waiting for me. I freeze for a second and she gestures me to come closer. Logically, I don't and I turn around and leave. That's that. I stand and think and wonder where to go next. I sneak past monsters and screaming costumers who are being mutilated and killed. I enter a room and see kids watching a TV attentively, zoned out. The TV is only showing old Cartoon Network ads, old Lego Star Wars The Clone Wars ads, Hot Wheel ads, <laughs> and I distinctively remember that each set sold separately line. Like the nostalgic <laughs> shit. <laughs> I sit and watch for a while and then look down at my watch and it's been three hours <coughs> i panic hell. and run yeah well i mean that's a that's a classic thing that happens it's like when you sit down to play a bit of the sims and you realize that the whole day's gone sometimes yeah. i just sit down to watch old cartoon network ads and it's been three hours it's, <laughs> it's just, just a classic you know, it's a classic mistake that you do make sometimes <laughs> it's been three hours <laughs> they were that good they were great they're so good um, I panic and run out of the room. I walk all the way to the car park, and it was an excruciatingly boring and long walk. I get to my van. <laughs> I am eight. And I realise... <laughs> Christ. Jesus Christ, that one, that one really got you. That one took me off guard, though. <laughs> and I realise, oh shit, I left my jumper in the TV room. So I walk all the way back, and it takes just as long, and it's just as boring. Two walks later, I am back at the car, and I've made a friend. Made a new friend. He's a small <coughs> Aboriginal boy for some reason. We are about to get in the van, Tyler. and I can't. <laughs> Tyler, the... Tyler. A small <laughs> Aboriginal boy. That's classic Tyler. <laughs> I feel one with Australia, mate. <laughs> I feel as though I am actually, in fact, a small Aboriginal boy. <laughs> When I go out into the country and I see the mountains, I just I feel like a small Aboriginal child. <laughs> oh god! Uh, Tyler impressions are back, boys. Oh, it really is. Uh, this day. Um, fuck. Where did I get? Oh yeah, we're about to get into the van, but I can't seem to catch a break. A group of roadman-like thugs show up and threaten me, and with a gun. I guess they weren't smiling, so you could tell <laughs> what was happening. <laughs> uh, they're trying to rob me. I shrug at them and keep walking. One robber shoots, and I remember distinctly I wiggled in my sleep because I noticed waking up slightly from this motion and dodged all the bullets. I turn to him and say, why are you doing this? He looks confused, looks down at his gun and then says, I don't know. And then he sinks his head and turns around and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> you got him. Average dream. That's <laughs> what to say. Like if, so if someone comes up and threatens you with a gun, just say to them, why are you doing this? And they actually think about it for a second. They're like, oh, shit, I don't fucking know, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, no it idea. might work. I've, I've never been threatened do. with a gun, so yeah, I wouldn't exactly. know. You should try yeah. it. Try it, and uh, if one of you listening gets threatened with a gun, try it and try it. And, let us uh, know. Yeah. Yeah. Let us yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Let us know how that goes for you. <coughs> uh, here in Germany, shopping malls are closed on Sundays, but we really wanted to get in, so I drive through the glass window of a shop front that only sells sunscreen. I drive into the mall, and, a f and my new friend friend hops out. 
He's going to meet his dad here. I wave him goodbye. <laughs> Why is his dad there if it's shut? <laughs> <laughs> and it, instead of reversing out of the hole, I made in the shop window, I continue out and make a new exit hole in a different <laughs> store. I then drive off into the distance. The end. Believe Amazing. it or not, but 11 years later, I still remember this dream so vividly. It's I one of those ones. This mess of a narrative. <clears throat> Joe B. Harold-esque. Connor Seedor Sam. Out. Thank you. Thank you Thank for the you dream. Thank you for that one so much. I really deeply appreciate that. That, that was a banger. Really... <laughs> that was a good dream. I, was I fucking love the dream so much. Yeah, that was very good. Um, okay, next up we've got another one from Epic Alaric, who says, So I had another totally real and not fake dream that needs to be told. In my follow-up dream, the fame and glory of being the Flapjack Falcon had taken the breakfast world by storm. I was no longer just a pancake-flipping champion. Wait, but is renowned... this a sequel to the fucking... This is a sequel to the other one, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I'm going to assume, also not real either. Um, yeah. He was a renowned figure in the culinary universe. The Breakfast Olympics Committee had decided to expand the competition, introducing a brand new event, the Sausage Sprint. This time, <laughs> the, the, the arena was transformed into a winding track of sizzling sausages. The crowd buzzed with anticipation as the competitors lined up, each armed with their trusty spatulas and a hunger for victory. I stood at the starting line, surrounded by a motley crew of pancake flippers, friends turned sausage enthusiasts. <laughs> 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 what does that even mean? I don't know. The friends turn sausage enthusiasts. <laughs> the, the whistle blew and we were off. The sausages beneath our feet sizzled and crackled with each step. I propelled myself forward, flipping the sausages like a maniac, sending them flying through the air with unmatched precision. The crowd roared with excitement, marvelling at my pancake-flipping finesse, now transferred to the world of sausages. <laughs> 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 but, but just when I thought victory was within my grasp, a formidable opponent emerged, the Bacon Baron. He was a legendary figure known for his mastery over bacon and his unyielding love for crispy, smoky goodness. With a mischievous <laughs> grin, he began flipping bacon strips effortlessly, twirling them like a master magician. The cop... The competition became fierce as we race, we raced neck and neck, flipping sausages and bacon with lightning speed. Oh, the sausages bounced and tumbled while the bacon strips gracefully somersaulted through the air. The crowd was on the edge of their syrup bottles, torn between their loyalty to the flapjack falcon and the mesmerizing <laughs> skills of the bacon baron. Bacon baron. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. <laughs> As we approached the finish line, a glorious idea struck me. I grabbed a pancake from my trusty utility belt. Yes, I had a, a breakfast-themed utility belt and flung it towards the Bacon Baron's bacon strip. The pancake wrapped itself around the bacon, forming an unholy alliance. Unholy <laughs> <laughs> alliance? What the fuck? Why is this written like this? <laughs> a pancake wrapped bacon missile with a flick of my spatula i launched the pancake bacon projectile towards the finish line leaving the crowd in awe i don't understand pancake... this is this a race like i don't get it <laughs> i think it's a race yeah 
Why is he flipping stuff towards uh, the finish line? <laughs> I guess he's got to flip it. Like, it's like an egg and spoon race but with bacon. So <coughs> but I'm not cheating. You can't just throw the egg <laughs> towards the oh, finish line. Oh, I mean, one. <laughs> clearly, this is like street football in galactic football. Where <laughs> there aren't really any rules. This is street breakfast Olympics. Oh, my God. Um... Uh, the pa- the pancake-wrapped bacon soared through the air in a spectacular twist of fate. It landed perfectly on the finish line, crossing it in mere milliseconds ahead of Bacon Baron's final flip. Oh. The crowd erupted into a frenzy of cheers and laughter. I had won. Flapjack the Flapjack Falcon, Falcon yes. had triumphed over the Bacon Baron, combining the powers of pancakes and bacon to secure the ultimate victory. <coughs> the Breakfast Olympics Committee awarded me a new medal the golden syrup skillets in recognition of my pancake flipping and sausage wrapping prowess as i basked in the glory of my bacon flipping achievements i couldn't help but wonder what breakfast adventure awaited me next perhaps the bagel balancing challenge or the waffle wrestling championship one thing was for certain in the wild and whimsical world of breakfast dreams there was no limit to the deliciously absurd possibilities (laughs) There's like genuinely so a much really alliteration. good story. Like it is a, a to be really fair, well told story. Like you could tell, you could do that as like a, a bedtime story for like children. You could, you could read that to a kid, and I think they would love it. They, pro- yeah, like, for sure. I mean, I love that. It. I'm adult. <laughs> that was actually a really well written story. An unholy, what was it? An, un- an unholy combination. An, un- an unholy alliance. Alliance. <laughs> it's just these specific <laughs> use of specific words. It's just so funny. It's oh, so very it. definitely good. fake. But that is my specific brand of humor. <coughs> definitely not a dream that you had, but yeah, I definitely don't not, care. Keep them coming. Keep funny them coming. nonetheless. This is fucking baby shit. What was the guy's name? Baby. Big, Boss Baby. Baby Andrew? Was that his name? <laughs> Fuck, I don't remember. Clubhouse people remember. Baby he, Andrew. He, he, he wishes he could, he could write a story this good. I, I, have you ever heard The Bread Room? Uh, no, I've heard, I've heard you guys talking about it, though. You, one day we need to you need to <coughs> i need to send it to you and you need to read through the bread room okay. on podcast because it's so fucking funny it's one of the best <laughs> things ever it's such a ridiculous story that doesn't make sense it's so good it's good okay. we'll do that we'll do that one day we'll do that i'll definitely um, draw them down for that for sure okay next up we've got one from james and also earl jones who oh, says that's a guy Right, boys, men, and also men, it is I back again, here with a little update on myself. Last time I told you lads about my ongoing situation, how I was struggling with the aftermath of my breakup. Oh, I'm yeah. still smashing the gym, and I can say that I've been getting a lot better recently. Nice. We actually spoke over the phone together a couple of weeks ago, which was actually her idea after sending me a message to say that she was going to be removing me off her socials. I had planned to unfollow her myself for a while, but never could bring myself to. Mm. This phone call was the final bit of closure that I needed. <coughs> After this, I felt a whole lot better, and she hasn't really been on my mind recently. That's super and cool. And I've been getting back out there. Not that I already wasn't, but it just feels more right, I guess. Yeah. Now, this is where my new issue has appeared from. Oh, God. I, have, I, officially have, I officially have one friend. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji. I have just left sixth, sixth form, and the boys and lads were set. Wait, you've just left sixth form? I thought I thought you were older than this. Damn, so you're like six. You're... you're like seventeen, eighteen. 18. Yeah, that's crazy. I had no idea. I did not think James and also Will Jones was eighteen. Never did I. He's been fucking watching our content for years. Yeah, well, it he makes must have so been much like more sense 12. now why he made such bad decisions. 
he's young i didn't realize <clears throat> okay. that makes so much more sense okay, why he yeah. was doing like just really really dumb shit that he shouldn't be doing yeah <laughs> um that makes so much more sense okay i get yeah. it now all right um the sixth form and the boys and lads were set to have a great summer going out and doing shit or so i thought a couple of weeks ago i was up to no good shall we say doing things only younger tyler could be proud of let's just say hypothetically i may have fucked a 35 year old woman now this isn't the bad part this said woman was married or engaged at least wait what 35 this wait this wait he said now this wasn't the bad part hyphen this said woman was married or engaged (laughs) at least full stop is that the bad part or is that setting yeah, up the bad part? I'd say, I guess the bad part is, that, like, the fact that she's 35 isn't the bad part. The bad part is that she's married or engaged. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. 35? Yeah, that is, yeah. Tyler wouldn't be happy with you. No. Um, not even young Tyler would be happy with you. Uh, I don't know. T- young Tyler would be happy yeah, with you. Yeah, man. So- get the dick wet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that is classic Tyler at the end of the day, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I wandered down this majestical milf's humble abode. Okay. Ready to be my ready to be enlightened by the sexual experience I was bound to have with this divine lady. Mm, mm, mm. Upon my arrival, I was greeted by the front door. Nothing. Mo- wait, what? I was greeted by the front door. Semicolon. Nothing. Space. Space. <laughs> moody going on. I thought. Hyphen. And why do you use punctuation like this? You're, <laughs> ju- you're just you're just throwing it in randomly. Just fucking focused more in six form, shouldn't you? <laughs> they don't teach you basic fucking grammar in university, mate. Oh god, <clears throat> god. And this was confirmation that I had not been catfished <clears throat> by some fat bloke. I enter this lovely home, and she takes my hand and leads me upstairs. As I head to the staircase, I see the living room door slightly open. I see a man. Clearly, this fine maiden's husband sat on the couch playing F1 on his PlayStation. Wait, what the fuck? What? Uh, it, it was this that made it clear to me what was going on. The husband was a cuck. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the fuck I, is this story going? <laughs> I, I headed upstairs with this new perspective and commenced in the sweaty gamer time. However... The majestic Milf then asked if I was okay with her videoing this interaction to show her husband. I was in I too do deep hope, at this point. I hope to God you're 18, James and Earl Jones. Oh, God, I hope <coughs> so too. Oh, God, this is dangerous. Fucking hell. I was in too deep at this point and had to oblige. Anyway, to fast forward a bit, I left the cuck house and immediately got onto the boys' group chat where I informed them of what had happened. My and one of them goes, that's my mum! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry um, on. <laughs> my best mate of seven years <laughs> then announced that he had zero respect for me and kicked me from the group chat. What? This was a shock to me as my other friend in the group chat was laughing at the situation. The reaction I expected from my other best mate... Um, he was. Uh, he has been ignoring my attempts to contact him via Instagram and Snapchat. He even ignored me the entire night of our sixth form night out. Even pushing me out of a photo booth with all the boys... We're getting group where we're getting group pictures. Yo, now what? Yeah, that's mental. Now here's my question: Am I out of pocket for what I've done, or is my mate overreacting? We've told each other plenty of mad shit that we've got up to in the past and laughed about it and moved on. 
this uh some of his stories being very questionable at some times i get it if he no longer wants to speak to me i guess but after being best <clears throat> friends for the last seven years i would expect to be able to have a conversation and clear the air and leave no one wondering what's going on our friendship group was only small consisting of four people two of them have not spoken to me since and the last one is still mates with me there's the update and thanks for your lads input will be appreciated sorry for the fucking essay james and also world giants <coughs> god um blimey uh, i think your mate is definitely overreacting a little bit yeah I, I don't understand like there's other things you've done that are like genuinely like bad decisions i don't think that was like I think that's just funny. That's just a funny story. Yeah. I don't think that's like... You've not done anything wrong. <coughs> not saying like, I would be doing that. Getting no. involved with someone who's like, you know, nearly 20 years older than me, but yeah, no. fair play. Yeah, no. You know, if when you're a young lad, like 18, just out of six form, you'd expect that your mates would be like, oh, nice one, mate. You fucking shagged a bloody milf, haven't you? Like, I you... think ultimately, like, it's just <coughs> funny. Like, yeah. nobody got hurt. No. Like, like it's just funny. Like, I don't... I, yeah, I mean, I guess that he probably got. A but if he's, but if he's in on it, it <laughs> yeah, like if he's, if he is in on it, then I guess, I guess it everyone's happy. Yeah, like I don't your know why your friend jealous. would be your mad. Your mate is jealous, bro. He's he's jealous. I can't think it. of any other reason as to why he gets so mad about it. He's clearly got some. I don't know. Like, why else some would someone sort of get super mad about something that doesn't affect them? Yeah, maybe unless he's got yeah. some like I don't know particular opinions on age gaps or whatever in in you know stuff like that i don't know Maybe. i don't know your friend but but, but but that's the thing even then he shouldn't be mad at his friend because if he's like doesn't think if he's like think there's an issue with an age gap he should be mad at the woman <coughs> that yeah. that would make james and also well jones you know the the victim in that yeah, scenario yeah, right yeah. so yeah exactly yeah i don't know that's really odd like why would you be mad about that like nobody know. got hurt nobody did anything wrong like yeah i don't know i think he should be more mad at you when you like were i don't know fucking cheating on your girlfriend with like eight people or whatever uh maybe that was a maybe that was a clubhouse one maybe that wasn't a what one. okay well okay it was, it was jasmine i can fucking Jasmine's see why she broke up bitch. with you now oh okay so it's not the no, most no, no, recent no. one no 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 she's not actually a fucking bitch um she, that's what he said about her okay, i think okay, it was okay. him wait i need to do i need, actually i need to double check now because <laughs> i might be incriminating him and it might not be him let me let me let me find it you're making uh, where james and earl jones public enemy number one right now clubhouse topics it was the final episode of clubhouse he, i think this and that was, was only like that wasn't that long ago that was like this year wasn't it yeah uh no it was december last year yeah yeah uh where is it where is it where is it Yes, it was. It was James and also Earl Jones. Yes, yes. He basically, like, his, him and his girlfriend, like, had a very different sex drive, and it was bothering him. And inst instead of, like, having a conversation or breaking up with her, he cheated on her five times, um, and then he justified it by saying, um, uh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> he said, he said our sex life is also a bit monotonous as of late we can't do certain things because she just doesn't want to example <laughs> Exa examples being sucking my dick oh god he has to be so crass with it it's so funny and that's when tyler fucking that's the only, it when I, that's the I read only that. example <laughs> eg sucking my dick 
<laughs> I read that and Tyler fucking lost it and then he just shouted at the top of his lungs, Jasmine is a fucking bitch. Oh, God. No, <laughs> <laughs> so no this poor woman. Is this the one that recently oh, they broke God. up? Is this the same woman? I'm yeah, gonna see, yeah, see, yeah. See they, it they, is. Yeah, they broke up. God, yeah, I should have broke up with you ages ago, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, we came to the conclusion that James and also Jones is a terrible person and oh needs to work God. on himself. you got to stop which, this um, crazy shit, bro. You just got our sixth form. Yeah, I think that I think that is more of a reason for your friend to be like, "Look, I can't associate with you." Yeah, not for sure. Not this. This story is not that. No, I no. mean this is like a bit weird. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> fucking weird. weird. But, but like, it's still it's funny. Fine. There's like an everyone's had a net gain from it. I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You've got yeah. your dick sucked finally, <laughs> um, <laughs> and. The husband's happy because he's playing F1. You know, his wife's getting bummed upstairs. Yeah. Um, and you yeah. got your nuts in. So, I mean, actually, and she got her nuts in, I guess. Yeah, this is... Everyone has benefited from this situation. At the Except end from day. your friend, apparently. Maybe he's upset that he didn't benefit from this situation. Yeah, maybe. 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 Maybe there's, a, maybe there's an added layer to this. He has a crush on you. Maybe. <gasps> oh. Ooh. That might be it. That might be it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know your friends, so I can't really. Yeah, I can't figure out the situation. Why you would be mad? I I would love to talk to him <clears> and ask him that question and be like, "Why are you mad?" Yeah. Like, what's the matter? Yeah. Why are you angry get, about that? get him. Get him on. Get him to put a fucking Patreon. Yeah. Get him post to on. get him to pledge. Get him to pledge at the <laughs> VIP tier so we can leave a a, a thing. Yeah, that seems um, really mean though. He should not be doing that. Uh. I imagine it's one of those situations where it's like one friend sort of dislikes you and then like a few others follow suit even though they don't really care that much. Yeah. And there's maybe, one that sort of sticks around. Maybe it's that they just think it's really crass. That they're like, maybe they're just like completely different people. And they're just like, maybe. that's disgusting. Like, why did you go and fuck a 35-year-old <coughs> woman Yeah. while her husband plays F1 downstairs? Why did you engage in that? Like, that's disgusting. Have more respect for yourself. Like, yeah, it is a weird maybe situation to be willing to put yourself in, especially as a young person who's literally just got out of school. Um, yeah, yeah, true. True, true. That is also weird that yeah. he's, like, just finished sixth form. That is also true. Like, he's probably just turned 18. Hopefully yeah. just turned 18. I not, do hope. That's not to come soon. I do hope um, you're already 18. <laughs> do yeah. hope. Yeah, I I truly do hope so. Um, God. That is that is wild. That was a crazy yeah. one. Yeah, it's a crazy one. Thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for that, James, and also Earl Jones. That really, that had some clubhouse energy. I liked that one. <laughs> it did. Was, it did. I appreciate that. I truly do. Um, okay, next up we got one from Radvin version one, who says, <clears throat> okay, I'm pretty sure plenty of people have asked what your favorite games are, but screw positivity. I hate that shit. I want to know what you two's least favorite games are. Something you despise above all else and would erase from existence if you could. Um, that's a really good question. Oh, there's a few. Uh... I think that... Assassin's Creed Odyssey is the what is the obvious which we need to that is know, yeah get that get out that of the way, way right away that's an that, obvious that, one that game yeah, can yeah. fuck off what uh, else Sonic what else do you have Forces for sure oh yeah no totally agree Sonic Forces one of the Forces. worst games I've ever played one of the worst um, pieces of shit I've ever played in my life I'm trying to think because I don't play many bad games like it's not something I really make a habit of doing yeah. uh I think um Crisis Core for me would be oh another. god that's, yeah, that's I mean, I one can't of the worst really things, worst comment things I've on that, ever but fucking played. That's yeah. a big one. Um, there's definitely more. 
I need something to like more. jog my memory. Because yeah, I've played like some stinkers. Like, I'm gonna Google worst like games of all time. Ones, right? Worst video games. <clears throat> uh, these are all old games that I don't fucking know. Yeah, these are all super old games. See, I I, I don't want to say Sonic 06 because it's like yeah, it's not. It's, I don't hate Sonic 06. Yeah, I like Sonic 06. <laughs> like, is it is it one of the worst made games of all time? Yeah, but I don't hate it for that. I still yeah. like it. Like I, I still like have it. a love for it. Like, yeah, know. it has it has some heart. It has some heart yeah. for sure. Uh, trying to think of games that are just like genuinely so boring, just really shit. Yeah, um, that, I, that I like don't want to play. Because I was thinking about one the other day, and I was like, yeah, that goes up there with Sonic Forces. I mean, uh, yeah, and uh, whatever the fuck the other one was, Odyssey. I feel like a game, like games, come out recently that are like buggy as shit. Like one of the worst things I've had to sit and play, like Cyberpunk, maybe. Oh, it's a hot take. Because because I think that even if it were a perfectly polished game, I still think it's shallow and boring. Yeah, yeah. So it's would like, you say uh, Saints you know, Row is up there, the new reboot? Oh, Saints Row. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Cyberpunk <coughs> is a different ballpark of of like bad. Yeah. Saints Row is definitely yeah 100 one of the worst things I've ever fucking played. That Saints yeah. Row reboot is just a piece of shit on every level. God, what a fucking disaster! <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. That's fucking terrible. terrible. Fuck that game. Yeah. I haven't even played it, but yeah, yeah. That that is terrible. What else is there? Like I, I um, suppose like Halo Five. But that's still like playable. Yeah, yeah. Halo Five, maybe. Like a game <sighs> that makes you mad. That it's like a game that's so bad, like it makes you mad. I feel like. You know, I can't think Halo of many. Fuck! Of there was I was thinking about this the other day, and it was literally like I I thought in my head of a game to add to the list of shittiest games. Um, I think Splinter Cell Conviction is one of them. Like a lot of people don't agree with me, but mm-hmm. that game's fucking shit. See, I don't remember that game all that all that fucking well. Also, I'm gonna throw Shadow of War in there. Oh, that that is actually a fair shout. Shadow of War is a stinker. People really like it though. They do because it's got all the f- fucking shit RPG mechanics that they want to fucking engage with. The suck. Yeah, it's a ve- it's got a, like a fucking shit story. That game is just so yeah dead. <sighs> Like what else is there? Like I don't know. It's Fallout. I'm just scrolling 4. through my videos. Yeah, Fallout Four is like yeah, but it's still not like one of it's the worst that, games. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to put Fallout Four that far down because I played that game for hundreds of hours. Yeah, I'm just like indifferent on it. I'm just like, eh, I'll probably never play that game again in my life. But yeah, yeah, it's whatever. Um, uh, fuck. This is really there's gotta be like question. some of those games where you're like, God, that is like one of the genuinely one of the worst things I've ever played. I don't get into the habit. Oh my god, my whole desk. I don't get oh, into the habit. The, I, I tell I tell you one. I tell you one. Fucking actually, this is kind of two. Mafia three. And, oh god. And the Mafia remake. Oh, I haven't played the it. Mafia one remake. I know that, that is probably bad worse, reception though. To be honest. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Those are both really fucking bad um, i know that got some really bad really bad reception oh, and the avengers game 
Oh, fucking Christ, the Avengers game. <laughs> yeah, that, that game's a fucking disaster. That's a train wreck. Uh, yeah, oh, Anthem. I, mean, I guess I've never played Anthem, though. Like, I've yeah, not played it, so played I, can't really, I can't really comment on it. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what this other game was I was thinking of. But I just can't. I'm going to have to give up. That's pissing me off. Goddamn. Yeah, I can't find any others. I'm looking back through my videos and I'm like... I didn't used to play really bad games, or if I did, I didn't make videos on them. No. Um, oh, I know one that's probably one of my least favourite games in recent memory. Fucking the new LEGO Star Wars. Oh yeah, that's, that's a stinker. That game was just fucking shit. Just just so boring. So unremarkable yeah. in every single Sucks. way. It feels oh, fucking Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs 2. Oh yeah, Watch Dogs 2, that's down that there, atrocious. that's down there on the list. Thing is though, yeah. most people would look at these games we're listing and go, it's not even that bad. I know, a lot not of people do do that. Bad, like, it's fine, can. I thought it was fine, it was okay. Like, okay. honestly, something being okay is like the biggest sin it can commit. Yeah. Because if it's so bad that it's fun, then you've achieved something. But if it's yeah. so fucking unbelievably average that all it is is boring. Like, that's what Watch Dogs 2 is. Just oh. one of the most dead games ever made. That's it's nothing going for it. Depressing. Depressing yeah. game. Oh, Crackdown 3. That was another one. That was a fucking awesome Oh, I remember game. you talking about that. <laughs> that's so bad. So Crackdown fucking bad. fucking 3. Yeah. Oh, All of these ones that I'm listing, I've made videos on. So if people like want to go. Star Wars Battlefront, like the EA one. Oh, the, the first one, yeah. That goes up there, yeah. It had like two four is maps. better. Yeah. Yeah, two is better, especially after the patches, which is a funny thing to say, but. <laughs> after true. the patches, it's yeah, actually good. Um, Just Cause 4 was also really shit when it yeah, came out. They re released a... it with like where it was like better and more polished and made like it would make like a game. But. Just Cause 4 when it first came out was a mess. Yeah, that was an absolute stinker. Oh, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck no, that. I'm joking, I'm fucking joking, banger. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, fucking Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That's a fucker as well. That game That's is a fucking piece of shit. Piece of utter dog shit. Oh my god, that fucking game. Terrible. Fucking Awful. hate it. Nobody wants to play that shit. So shit. God, I can't really think of anything else. I mean, I'm looking through my games on PlayStation, but I've realised I only buy bangers on PlayStation, so there's not really. I'm trying yeah. to think of like random like 360 games. Um, Bionic Commando was pretty boring. <laughs> Things I don't remember that game well enough to say that it's yeah the fucking worst game I've yeah, ever played. No, true, <laughs> I, I played it. I played it for like ten minutes. And it was the same day that I bought Saints Row 2, and then I switched over to Saints Row 2, and then I never played Bionic Commando ever again. Yeah, understandable. The game sucks. Battlefield yeah, Hardline, that's up there. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. That true. game sucks cock. Yeah. Call of Duty Ghost. Yeah, but I liked Ghosts. That's the thing. Uh, I actually liked it, and there's a fair amount of people that enjoyed it as well. But I suppose uh, if all these games were listing, it's a fair amount of people enjoyed them as well. Yeah, true. Um, Assassin's Creed. Well, there's loads of Assassin's Creeds. Literally, yeah. like I can list them off: AC3, Rogue, Unity, Syndicate, Odyssey, Valhalla. They're all. I think shit. Unity deserves to be up there. 
it's one it, of the worst games. There's like, yeah, there's barely any yeah, redeeming I, factors of that game. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I agree. That's probably yeah up there with with Odyssey as like one of the worst things I've ever oh, played. Dead but Space like, Three. Oh right, yeah, I've never played that, but piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, there's 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 a lot a lot of options. Oh, Lord of the Rings Golem. I've never played it, but that looks like <laughs> definitely one of the that worst things looks like ever that. made. It's probably number one. <laughs> <laughs> the worst video game ever made. Just that piece of shit. Piece of oh, filth. Oh, man. That's Far fucking Cry funny. Far Cry 5, I think that. Oh, Far Cry 5, yeah, another sort of unremarkable game. Piece of shit as well. But oh, the thing is, State I... of Decay. Ugh. Oh, really? I've never played State of Decay, actually, but I have heard decent things about it oh it's so boring yeah I mean, it so doesn't look boring. doesn't look amazing uh, can't think of any others i feel like we've gone through yeah, a i can't lot. Really think of any others either i think we've we may have banged it yeah in the comments of this that's... podcast say what you think is the one of the worst games ever I'm sure one of the ones that we listed, someone is going to be unhappy with. That is very true. Um, That's okay, though, because if you because, enjoy it, then yeah. it's cool. Well, as we all know, Unity is actually really good now after the patches. After the patches Therefore, yeah. we're wrong that it's bad. It's a banger. God. It's got really God, good really animations. Do. One of the worst things about getting old is kids growing up and trying to tell you that something that has always been considered bad is actually not considered bad. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. It's, I fucking can't stand it. It so happens with everything. It's so annoying. When the game came out, everyone was in agreement. It was universally deemed bad. Yeah, just because you enjoyed it and thought it was cool when you were a kid doesn't mean it's good. You it was. Fuck. It's bad. It's always been bad. Everyone agrees that it was bad. Exactly. Oh my god! Get out of here, you, you fucking Gen Z. Yeah. <laughs> That's me as well. <laughs> Go make your top tiktoks i suppose re- release day no man's sky you could put up there true but i also think it had a lot going for it too like what i think there was an element of it that i really appreciated which the technology. was technology yeah but also like i quite like the isolation of no man's sky i think it was quite there was something about it it didn't last for like once you played <clears> for 20 <throat> hours it was like okay now i'm over it yeah but at first it was kind of like yeah, this was this was good. I really don't. Yeah, I don't think No Man's Sky was like one of the worst games I've ever played. I I quite liked it on release. It's kind of stinky. I mean, I played it for like sixteen hours until I realized that like, oh, the only difference between the planets really is like the minerals they have on them. And that's basically it. Yeah, it definitely was lacking. It was one of the worst re- releases of all time. It's just really depressing, being so excited for that game for years, and it comes out and it's like ah, this yeah. shit. Yeah. It was, yeah, it's pretty fucked, really. It's pretty fucked. Yeah, I can't think of um, anything else. I'm just looking through, like, the Xbox game list. Yeah, I think we covered a good a good chunk of just shit games. Yeah. Oh, The Division. I can fucking go up there as The well. Division, yeah. I think I think there's a running theme here that, most, that we both... Games. Well, yeah, Ubisoft games. But also, I think both of us really think, 
like pretty poorly of games that are just really like average yeah because yeah. the division isn't like particularly bad no but also like if i were to sit and play like i think that would be awful i, I don't <laughs> so want to do depressing. that the i thought don't want to do that is horrible like sitting sit down you go, and playing the division <laughs> you're going into like a fucking the same fucking apartment oh, block buildings Jesus. and you're getting you're getting some loot and then you're going and doing like a raid where it's just you just go to a fucking parking garage and oh, shoot, you shoot some, guys, some guy like, for like a minute uh, straight and that's the fuck boss it hell. that's fuck fun hell. gameplay well yeah oh uh, yeah yeah that's yeah. that's Those our are... least favorite games of all time there you go there you go all right uh, and the final topic we've got is from classic boy himself disciple nick zan who says G'day, James and George. I hope you both doing very well. In the past few weeks, I've been really getting into the history of the Middle-Earth series of books. Ooh. Basically, a set of 12 books that tell the entirety of the Tolkien mythology. And that's, that sounds really cool. while extensive, it does sound pretty cool, um, it is full of really cool stuff for a big old nerd like myself. But it got me thinking, George, have you ever or would you ever consider reading The Hobbit or The Lord <coughs> of the Rings? Or are you simply happy having just the enjoyment of the films which george also has i haven't watched the films <laughs> <laughs> or am i assuming too much and you have gotten around to reading them um, yeah I'll, I'll be down to reading them was that the end yeah. of the question was that no it? there's a little there's a little bit on the end um yeah. i would also uh, uh, i would i would ask james also however from memory i believe he said he'd get to the lord of the rings when he can set it as a goal to be finished so since I've swallowed that with a heavy heart, I thought I'd ask the younger Welford. Thank you, gamers, and have a wonderful week, Nick. Yeah, I mean, I want to get, I want to get into Lord yeah. of the Rings. I, I, I own Lord of the Rings. I bought, I bought the books. I just never read them. How can you buy something and not want to immediately interact with it? I do it all the time. That's you used to condemn people for this very thing, James. I remember I literally... when back in the day when <laughs> Elliot used to buy a new game. Was that his name, or was it Daryl that used to do it? I don't remember. One of your friends used to buy a new game and then just go straight back on Modern Warfare 2 again. And you were like, why is he doing that? How's he got a new game and he's going back to that again? And look yeah, at you. Yeah, true. You're true. doing the same shit. True. I literally, I literally, like, I was sitting there, I was like, man, I'd like to read Lord of the Rings. And then I just decided to buy the buy Hobbit Lord of the Rings <laughs> yeah. collection. So and now it's good just in the bookshelf. It, it does look, it's on my bedside table right yeah. next to Final Fantasy VII traces of two pasts which Ooh. i also haven't read yet either oh, amazing um, i just my, i just have a bunch of books i haven't read on my bedside table <laughs> but when you have guests um, around you can go this is my reading list oh, it's uh pretty exactly. extensive exactly and i can tell people when they ask me am i going to read this i'm gonna be like look it's on the list don't worry it's i have a list of list. reading things exactly um but you know I, I mean i do it with games as well i i, I have so many games on steam so many like probably hundreds that I've never played. And <coughs> hundreds, I just probably. I, Fucking I, I, hell! One time, How much money is I that? I one time bought. Well, I usually buy them during sales, so I bought like mm. I think it was about five years ago. I bought every Star Wars game that exists because they were in a collection for like twenty quid. Oh my god! And I've so far I have played Kotor and Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and that's it. Um, lego star wars the force awakens yeah but there's like a load of other ones that i just haven't touched i did the same with tomb raider but i am gonna make a video on that ah uh, yeah i remember there being so, that tomb raider uh bundle years ago that's yeah, fucking ages ago every tomb raider game that exists not just the main ones like all, all of them every tomb raider game it's bullshit including like tomb raider go tomb raider go 
I think that's that what it was is. called. It's a Pokemon it Go, was... but Tomb Raider. No, it's like Hitman Go, no, which I also own and <laughs> haven't played. Um, it's it's like a it's a racing game. It's like a top-down version of it, where like okay. you move like it's like a ter- it's like turn-based movement. It's difficult to explain. But... Turn-based movement sounds like the yeah, funniest so like, game ever so made. Like, it's like a it's like a strategy, <laughs> like a I don't know how you I don't know I don't know what you would call it. It's like it's like a tactics game. <clears throat> okay. Like you you, so have you can like, move and you can make an act do an action and then you have to wait for the consequences. Is that it? It's like worms. That's what it's. Ah, like. yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's like fucking worms. Um, it's not like fucking worms. It's just like worms the game. Um, don't fuck the worms from worms the game. They will give you but, AIDS. Yeah, they will. And don't touch corpses that have not been <laughs> oh, yeah, proposed don't do that. yet. Don't do it. Um, and certainly don't fuck a corpse that has, that has been in the ground definitely for Definitely don't do that. Yeah, well, no, that would be bad. Um, but yeah, Lord of the Rings. I mean, you need to watch the films for a start. I do, yeah. I know. I do. You need to get I on there. I don't know why I stopped a day. watching them. Because, again, as I've said many times, I've watched half a Fellowship. I got to the bit where they form the Fellowship. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is halfway, yeah. Yeah. That's where they're in the elf place. R- R- Rivendell, yeah. Yeah. And Boromir's dead at that point, but right? Boromir, di- Boromir dies at the end. Okay. I must have watched the clip of him dying then on, on like, Twitter <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's right at the end of Fellowship is when he dies. Okay, yeah. He's a cunt, isn't he? He tries to take the ring for himself. Yeah, but he has a nice little redeeming moment at the end. It's just to show the the way that the rings affect specifically humans. And he goes... And how quickly it affects them. The man who passes the sentence must swing the sword. (laughs) Yeah, that's from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. That's my favourite Lord of the Rings quote. (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, I mean, the best thing to do as well for a first-time watch is to watch the theatrical cuts and not the extended cuts. Um, yeah, I mean, the extended cuts are just too long, aren't they? Because they are very long, um, and they're good, and I love them. And I, the, when I first watched Lord of the Rings, I watched the extended cuts for the first time. Um, but it's definitely better to st- watch the theatrical Look, cuts If Tolkien watches time. my Horizon video, then maybe I'll watch the extended cuts of the Lord of the Rings. That is the most mental thing you've ever said. (laughs) (laughs) If if Tolkien, a dead man who had nothing to do with the films, watches your Horizon video, (laughs) you will watch Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I've been to his grave for fuck's sake. He owes me True. I don't even know him. I've not even watched his films. I've not even read his books and I've been to his grave. That's so weird. I (laughs) need to go uh, read the books. Not go to his grave. I've been there. I need to read the I need to read the books. I really do need to find time. I just need to fucking there's so much going on. I yeah, I mean this works as a segue. Thank you for the Patreon topics. Segueing us into the final bit of this uh, video talk about what we're currently up to in future projects Yay. i was just gonna say that i am gonna read lord of the rings once i am to have free time and i'm not making this gta 5 video which oh god is taking me a while to make but it's gonna come out all right it's gonna fucking come out and I it's promise. gonna be a banger it's gonna hopefully be very good i have a lot to say on <coughs> positive and negative it's maybe like the most balanced opinion i have on a thing ever because it's like, I think it's really good, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, there's so much, like, untapped potential or, like, too much tapped whatever, too much substance that it makes it bad. I don't know. Pete, but you're going to get like, so many comments here. People going, like, oh, you've criticized this bit, but that's just GTA for you. 
<laughs> but I think I think <clears throat> I understand GTA enough to be able to like be like the GTA part of it's really good. Like the mm-hmm. dissonance of it is great, and I think it works really well. And they actually use that to like reflect the themes of the story and the characters. Like the fact that you can just go off in the world and do whatever the fuck you want mm-hmm. is like actually quite reflective of this idea of like being able to do whatever you want free of consequence which the story taps into by the final mission which i think yeah. was actually cr- quite cool which is like the most <clears throat> consistent theme in gta 5 yeah but then it, it also does so much other stuff like it will be there has like a whole bit where like you'll have them like criticizing like over-the-top feminists but at the same time they're also criticizing capitalism and like talking about races like institutionalized racism and it's mm. like it has too many things that like it doesn't commit for me isn't like, that the it's point like, of point of it though is gta 5 is like america is such a crazy place with all these confi- conflicting viewpoints that it's meant to be like well that's the ideological thing, right? whiplash is like <clears throat> is because when you when you do that through like the lens of like gta 4 for example it's like it worked because you're nico and nico is an outsider and so like you get to critique the idea of america and the american dream yep. through the ideals of someone that has no ties to it mm-hmm. but i think when you do it with michael trevor and franklin the, all people that live in you know california yeah it's like it just does something about it just doesn't work it feels like like a, just a hodgepodge of messy ideals that don't really have anything to say whereas in gta 4 it feels like it does have something worthwhile to say about america Mm. whereas this game sort of is that ultimately it like lands on capitalism's bad and that's sort of (laughs) Uh, uh, and like it will have other things to say here and there on like racism and you know government corruption and you know police and you know police brutality and you know um social media obsession and hollywood and it's got all these different things but it's almost too much that the game i feel has the game doesn't say anything by the end it's almost Mm. non-committal yeah um which i think is like a flaw of it but i don't think it's the gta-isms that ruin it i think they're actually some of the best parts of it yeah well gta Um, should always be gta at heart regardless of what the story themes are like the majority of people playing gta are playing it to rob someone's car and run over a yeah Man. to be able, like speed down the highway and do whatever the fuck you want and it doesn't fucking yeah. matter what you yeah, do yeah. um <coughs> and i think like that's the big the big core difference between like red dead for example is your actions actually do have consequences in red yeah. dead because there's an honor system a fame system a bounty system like you can't just get five stars and then die and respawn at a hospital like it's all there's like consequences to the red dead world and so that's yeah. why when people look at gta 6 and they're like oh they're gonna make it more realistic like red dead i'm like no definitely not they it shouldn't will not be it absolutely won't be because <coughs> that takes away the core part of what makes gta gta like i don't like i don't want in gta to have to go fill my car up with petrol yeah. or to have to eat or sleep like that's not gta gta is supposed to use the dissonance of the gameplay to be escapism from reality but in a space that feels real so it, yeah. it, that power fantasy like hits you so like you know the ability to do whatever the fuck you want in this world with no consequences is like the the fun comes from the fact that you're doing it in a world that feels real but yeah. you're like transcending it in a way yeah that which... doesn't mean they can't add in stuff like eating and like rp stuff but like yeah don't make it you a shouldn't necessity. have to yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for sure <clears throat> that's the thing like i mean that'll piss GTA off most 4, of gta's you know... fan base if they were to do that anyway yeah definitely like gta 4 has it like you know so does san andreas but there's like different 
like San Andreas, for example, like, you know, if you eat too much, you get fat. Yeah. If you go to the gym, you get buff. Like, you know, there's that element to it, but there's no like, oh, you have to eat to survive and no. keep your stamina gauge up. I like, feel like they'll go back to know? that. I, I genuinely think that in six, I would they'll, like they'll, that. they'll add in like a weight system and like stuff like that. And maybe they'll go even more in depth with it. Like, you know, if you don't shower, you get dirty. Maybe not though, because that'd be, that'd be a little bit too realistic, I think, for GTA. But definitely the yeah. weight stuff and, you know, being able to go to the gym and getting ripped and stuff like that. I think it's it's a nice little addition. I think GTA 4 and 5 removing that was like kind of a bad, bad idea. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like, but maybe like, they were focusing hard that... on other things. Yeah, like I think GTA Five does have like the skill system. So the more you drive and the more you shoot, the better your character gets at it. Yeah, but it's it's a bit. It doesn't really matter. No, like, it's no. kind of just like whatever. But yeah, that's GTA Five. So I'm excited to get the video out. That's a little bit of a taster of where I'm at with it. My current headspace as I've been like writing this script out. So yeah, there's that. That'll be cool. Uh, it's going to be cool. out by the end of the month because I'm contractually obliged to at this point because I've got yeah. an ad for it. So. Um, <laughs> So it's it is out. It's, it's going to be out time. by the twenty eighth of July, the very latest date that it'll be out. So I'm about to fucking yeah crunch the fuck out of that. <laughs> but, uh, that's my plans. What are you what are you what are you working on? Oh god, I need to get this Sonic Frontiers video done. It's going to be sort of date <laughs> by the time it's done. That fucking like sigh, like oh, I need to get this done. <laughs> yeah, I that mean, sounded miserable. I am not forcing myself to make content when I don't want to. So Final Fantasy 16 came out, and I was just like, I'm not going to put effort into that Sonic video when I don't want to. I just want to play 16, so I'm just going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonic video will come out when it comes out. Dead Space video, I'll, I'll continue writing the script probably when, at some point, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Probably after the Sonic video, just to cash in on some views, I'm definitely going to uh, work a little bit harder on my uh, AC1 retrospective, which is actually a mm -hmm. video that I'm a little bit more passionate about making, because it's AC1. Um, yeah, after the Sonic video is done, the world will be my oyster. I'll move on to the AC1 video, and then after that, I could I could start working on a Final Fantasy 16 video. Could could do my Halo Infinite video that I wanted to do. Could do something complete. Could go back to Skyrim because I was going to do my vanilla Skyrim video that I never oh, got yeah, around true. to doing two years ago. Um, I, I've been debating doing a Cyberpunk video from the perspective of someone that never played it before. You know, after all of the updates and stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, there's lots of, of like a, a Fallout New Vegas retrospective. I haven't played it in about eight years, so it'd be nice to go back to that game and and just completely break it down from its very bowels. Because yeah. I mean, if I was to do a New Vegas video, it would be like ridiculously long. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, but yeah, that but... sounds like that sounds like something a bit huge to commit to after yeah. that Horizon video. Yeah, I don't think for the rest of the year I want to start a video that's that long again. Um, but New Vegas yeah. would has the potential to be even longer than the Horizon. That's one. mental. There's <laughs> maybe no maybe way. the way I write videos now I would be conscious of <clears throat> my writing and how much I'm writing. To the point where yeah. maybe I won't be able to make a video that long anymore because, or again, because my writing has gotten better and more concise and I'm more aware of how long something can be when you don't think about that. Uh, so, yeah, true, true. Yeah. It's a learning process. The more you do it, the better you get at it. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, that's just how it goes. But uh, there's, yeah, many possibilities. But without a doubt, the next video I'm releasing will be the Sonic Frontiers one. I'm going to have to do some uh, revisions to the script though because they they added stuff in that i critiqued 
um, that wasn't in it, that, like like manual spin dashing. Right. Uh, they added that in the other day, but I'll I'll do it as like a retroactive thing. So I'll be like, yeah, they added this in now, but it should have been in there from the beginning. So the criticism still stands. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I know that'll probably anger some Sonic fans, but I'm I'm hoping to get the Sonic fans angry. Like I don't give a sh- they can comment yeah. all the abuse they it's, want in the comments. Just give me more views. Yeah. It is not <laughs> hard to make Sonic fans angry. No, it's, it's really not. not. It's. I just have to easy. mention, like I mentioned at the beginning, how I prefer Sonic with darker fur and longer quills, and I know people are going to get upset at me for that. Some people will be really mad at that. You could say the opposite, and the other crowd will be mad at you for that. So yeah, it's exactly, like, exactly. it's impossible not to make someone <clears throat> mad when talking about Sonic. Yeah, I said my favorite Sonic game is Unleashed as well, and I know that plenty of people are going to get angry at that as well. <laughs> that is, that is, uh, yeah. I mean, that is definitely a take. I mean, I'm mad at you now, but. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, forgetting the werehog stages, it's a banger. Okay, 50% of the game! <laughs> look, the I even, you actually, about? you know what? I actually even like some of the werehog stages, okay? No, you don't. I no, do. You don't. No, you just think you do. It's a banger. No, no. You think you like it. You think you do. You want to like it. You don't like it. We streamed on Horsey and Fox oh, and you God. fucking hated every yeah, one of those fucking I missions. hate everything we stream on Horsey and Fox. <laughs> What we play. <laughs> that is true. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a really good oh point. Oh god! But yeah, yeah. No, I, Sonic Unleashed. It is a banger. It is a absolute banger. There's probably a fair amount of nostalgia in there. I don't give a shit. It has a lot going for it. That's for sure. It's a fucking. It's the best in terms of the modern stages. The like day stages is the best modern Sonic we've had ever. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think it. I don't think anything beats it. I. Not even generations. I uh. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I guess in some ways, I still think yeah. I'm always gonna prefer SA2. I just think I prefer it. It's yeah, I mean, it is my favorite. The, the, yeah, but, the adventure games are special. Yeah, but I feel, in I, terms it's of such Sonic's... like a, I feel like it's such a generational thing with Sonic. Yeah, like, no, it is. The age difference between us just d- defined like I prefer SA2, you prefer Unleashed. It's like Unleashed yeah. is the is the SA2 of that like true you know, it is yeah it that is. generation and then you've got sa2 was like the sonic 2 of you know that yeah generation. yeah yeah that but, is very you know, true it's always one of those games and i guess frontiers might be that for people now i don't know i mean it's i reckon fucking frontiers bleak is the true, of, like but... a new trilogy i mean frontiers when you strip away a lot of the bollocks there is some good in there and obviously that's the case for <laughs> yeah. a lot of games and it's quite a yeah. weak defense for the game but i mean my review will it will highlight that a little bit better but there are some genuinely yeah. great parts of frontiers but it's just overshadowed by all the shit just the the, the, the kitsch layers shit. of shit caked over it i'm like, just thinking about oh, it i'm like I, I genuinely i don't know how, if like there was I, what percentage of that game is stuff that i actually really want to see in sonic i don't even know what the percent would be like two percent yeah like i don't want to see the open world yeah don't need open zones fuck it's like just so bland the only two good open zones in the game are um the first island and the second island the rest of them suck and then you've got like these character moments that just feel just like they're stitched together oh god i I go nearly insane halfway through when i'm talking about the story (laughs) because it's like just the characters constantly contradict themselves like all the time and sonic will be like oh we need to save tails and knuckles and amy and it's like oh let's fuck around with a bunch of cocos for ages then 
Oh, they've got the and fucking Cocos. What, what I did was, Ugh. throughout, like, when I found a part of the game that I thought was so irredeemably bad, I came up with my best way of working a different thing into the game so like instead of getting the chaos emeralds from either getting the keys and opening the chaos altars or interacting with the coco relegate the coco to a side activity so you can you can choose to interact with that if you want and have some character moments with amy like talking about oh the coco they want to kiss and whatnot but then to <laughs> actually get the chaos emeralds and get and to find the chaos altars it would have been really cool to have a uh, chaos temple scattered across the map because it was like built into the lore of the ancients that it's like they harnessed the power of the chaos emeralds the chaos emeralds were so important to their culture it would only make sense that they had whole temples erected in honor of on, honor of the chaos emeralds and then you could have like a cool linear stage where it's sort of like you know sa2 where you're in that pyramid or whatever it is or like you're inside oh, yeah, that yeah, temple yeah. like something like that where it's like a cool short linear stage where you're like running through these ruins you can have platforming sections you can have speed sections you can have even simple puzzle solving but along Alongside that, you could also have, you know, Amy or Tails or whoever, they're not in the corporeal world, so they could accompany you through that mission. You could have, like, small moments where, you know, Sonic and Tails will, like, chat or something like that while you're exploring the ruins. Just, like, cool moments like that where you can, like, build the world up through this exploration through a stage instead of just walk up to Chaos Altar, use keys, now it's open, or do menial thing for Coco that has no bearing on anything. Like, like... Some of those N- missions them were up. so weird. They were shit. All of I them remember, were shit. Like, it feels like a fucking fever dream thinking They're about it. Sonic would do like a little dance at the end. Yeah. It was so weird. It's terrible. Why do the Coco have the Chaos Emeralds? Why do the yeah. Coco have the Chaos Emeralds? It's never explained. They just have them. Yeah, God, that's oh, so... Yeah, my video goes really into depth of the, the discrepancies in the plot and how like you have these big moments in the story that are just stitched together with shit just utter <laughs> shit it, oh it's terrible i can't wait oh yeah it sounds great i think as well with sonic one of the weirdest things about it is the like i don't even understand where what where you are like what's happening because what, like, in, in the frontiers like uh, to be honest in all of them well yeah like sa1 sets up this uh, this world and then they mm-hmm. build from that and then all of a sudden it's just not that anymore. But yep. I'm like, is this... Do- but it does carry on, right? Because Generations treats it like it's canon, so... Well, yeah, and Frontiers has now canonized everything. Yeah, so, like, gr- Green Green Hill is in the same world as Station Square? Is that I the case? I think so. I think what so. What about the big city in Forces? Yeah, I... I don't fucking what, know. What it's like to the, the president Starfall of Islands. the United States? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> yeah, where is this guy? <laughs> What's happening? What about so, like yeah. the city in like Shadow as well? Like, where is that? Is that the same yeah. place from SA2 or? I think that's also Station Square. Is that the name of the city? That's the name of the city. Yeah, it's a weird name for a city. I know. <laughs> but also, like the White House exists in Sonic. Yeah, so does it... Washington exists. America exists. Yeah, so but like, it's also the... not America because it's like Empire, whatever the fuck it's called, exists from Sonic. Oh god, yeah, Unleashed. So it's but like, but then Unleashed like doesn't represent the world we see in the adventure games. So does that make it a different planet and a whole new canon? Because yeah, like Station Square Sonic doesn't canon exist. Is fucked. 
Sonic and it's is like, fucked. You, you never go to Green Hill in Unleashed and you travel the whole globe, but then they're trying to say in forces that Green Hill Zone exists and it's connected to a giant city. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. And like the it Starfall doesn't... Islands from Frontiers, it's it's on Earth. But it's like, where the fuck are they in, in Unleashed? But it's, weird, it's weird, though, because it's like, I can't tell, like, because like Sonic X canonized that Earth and Mobius are different places. Yeah like different planets mm-hmm. so it's like so does that mean they went back to mobius at some point is that where green know. hill is? i don't think mobius uh, is even like a canon term anymore oh my god it's just which i thought was cooler to be honest that it's like sonic's world is separate from earth and you know i thought that made more sense at yeah. least <laughs> yeah and like everyone is also <clears throat> you every single civilian in forces is a fucking animal person like, where did the humans go? <laughs> well, why are there uh, furries in this this one nation of furries? They're just all fucking fucking animal people. I don't. I, it doesn't make sense. I, yeah, it doesn't. I, Sonic doesn't make sense. None of the world building makes any sense. It really doesn't. But, yeah, that is a whole other kettle of fish. That is. That's true. But uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh. Those are our projects. That's the podcast. We went for way longer than I meant to. Damn. Um, yeah. Fucking Christ. This is a long I episode. Oh I, I genuinely don't. I don't know how this happened. This was supposed to be shorter. <laughs> that's I, how it is. I've enjoyed it. Oh my god. All that's right. All well, that's it from us. We'll see you in two weeks' time for another episode. Go check out the Four Pillars podcast if you haven't already. It's over on Four Pillars Network. Uh, we did a little reunion episode, and we'll be back at Christmas for a Christmas special over there. So watch out for that that'll be fun um and uh yeah that's it from us we'll see you in a couple weeks have a good one everybody stay safe and we will see ya when we see ya catch you everybody take care everyone Bye-bye. bye bye